Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to Random Encounter, the RPG fan podcast. My name is Robert Steinman. I'm your host, Pale Robbie on the boards. And uh, we're one man down today. Uh, we're just going to assume that it was supposed to be Stephen Myring's uh, grand return to the podcast from the Far East. But uh, we're going to just assume that he's dead due to this blizzard, because that's about the only reason that he should be gone right now. So it's just three of us today. Uh, joining me, we have, as usual, the man with many titles. Uh, John McCarroll. Uh, I'm Keeper X on our forums. And I, you know what? I'm going to go with Junior Pictures Editor. And John's going to be doing his best to pay attention during this podcast, because what are you doing right now, John? I see. I don't have to pay attention. That's the thing. I'm I'm grinding for money in Gran Turismo and V-Spec mode, so I'm setting cars to go race while I podcast. This is worse than training your fighters in Virtual Fighter Four. This this is worse. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So, and uh, as always, we have the newsman. Hey, Zach Pinchick, super flat on the boards. Okay, and you're not doing anything other than podcasting, right? So taking we're, we're notes. Gonna... I'm being there. There we go. All right, because you have a massive news section to talk so about, don't So much you? news. Yeah, we have a lot of VGA announcements to talk about. Uh, wonderful uh, CG trailers that don't tell us anything about the games. That's awesome. But hey, we'll get uh, my, my favorite was the uh, the trailer for Del Toro's game, which had a 20, <laughs> what, 2012 or 2013 release 2013. date. 2013. Yeah. I thought it was bad when Bioshock in, uh, Infinite or Infinity, whatever, was announced, and it was 2012. I thought that was bad. But then it's like insane coming. And it has you know the same kind of title as Infamous. Mm-hmm. Well done, Del Toro. Well done. Uh, so we got a show today. We're going to talk about games as usual. We have a massive news section to talk about. And then something that I like to do that's kind of a podcast tradition on other shows is uh, we're going to make some predictions for 2011. So make sure you guys take notes during this podcast, dear listeners. And then in a year, you can tell us how smart I am and how dumb everybody else is. So, uh, yeah, just just making note, my prediction was going to be that Deus Ex 3 was delayed. And uh, I would have been right if we had recorded this podcast on time, but we didn't. So, uh, anywho, not that I'm bitter. Uh, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been playing besides Gran Turismo? It's an RPG, right? No, honestly, I read a uh, an editorial today on The Escapist that was talking about Gran Turismo being one of the best RPGs of the year. And I understand where he was coming from in regards to it being, oh, we're seeing character progression in more and more games. But you know what? There are way better examples of non-RPGs to use for that. You look at a lot of the sports games, NHL 11, FIFA 11, whatever. Those are games that you can truly say, these are RPGs. Gran Turismo 5, not so much. Yeah. But uh, that, that aside, whatever. Um, my, my guy is running, and he'll be running for another 20 minutes, so that's good. I can talk about Dead Money. Um, Which Dead is Money the... Yep, go is, ahead, go ahead. ...is the new first download content for Fallout New Vegas, mm. and it's set up, uh, for those of you who played the Fallout 3 download content, it's set up similarly to The Pit, where you kind of get this notice that says, oh, hey, you're, it's actually the same way. You, get, you hear someone on the radio, and you have to go, and you say, oh, here you go, and it sets you off into another zone, and you can't go back until you finish up all the content for Dead Money. And... You know what? Having played through most of the pit, I never actually finished the pit. Um, I have to say I like the pit setup better simply because the beginning of Dead Money, you're set and you're trying to find three other people. You find there's this guy that's a hologram and he says, I have you and you have a collar that will explode if you don't do exactly what I say, which reminded me of a lot of 999. 
I, I was going to – this also uh, sounds like you know you have to kill your other schoolmates in Battle Royale, so I'm liking it already. <laughs> you know. um, so you have to go find uh, – there's a woman who can't speak, um, a ghoul who seems to be just as ruthless as the guy who's your captor, and a super mutant who is schizophrenic. Cool. And so one side of him is named God and one side of him is named Dog. Uh, and to be completely fair, I, I have not gotten particularly far in Dead Money. I am maybe a fourth of the way through it, um, mainly because it's been incredibly frustrating. Um, a lot of the initial area that's set up is filled with poison gas. Uh, and you have to stay away from these speaker systems that may set off your explosive collar. I blew up six or seven times. Without at that point, I just said, you know what? I'm going to run through these zones, and when beeping gets too far, I'm going to run the other direction because it's it's too frustrating to make sure that everything is done correctly. Maybe there's something that I'm missing, but it's it's been very very frustrating, and I really don't like this download content. Well, the, the, your frustration kind of sounds similar to something that happened to me in New Vegas, where when you approach the boomers at the uh, the one military air force base, like to get in there, you had to do this elaborate, you know, dodging missiles and houses and crap. And I had to look on YouTube because I tried it over and over again, and I couldn't beat it. And I, I had to watch a YouTube video, and I'm sitting there going, I never would have figured out how to get through there. Do you if know I how I did that? See, and here's the thing. I brute forced that. Do you know how I did it? Oh. I ran, and as soon as I got hit by the missile, I hit the menu button and stimpacked myself to full health. Kept running, got hit by a missile again, stimpacked to full health. Eventually, I made it there. Yeah, and see, that's that's a perfect example. And then we'll get back to, to, to dead money real quick, but – that's what I was so frustrated about with New Vegas was that it was pushing the Gamebryo engine to its absolute limit, and it was trying to do these things that were really interesting and different, but the game engine just wouldn't allow it. Like, that was such a cool – like, that would have been a cool scene. I was sitting there going, oh, this could be kind of awesome, like, if this is pulled off correctly, and then it just – it breaks. It snaps under the game's engine, and that was just – a continual uphill battle when I was playing New Vegas. Yeah, no, I hear you there. And here's the thing. I I am all for these kind of sequences where it's supposed to be very tense and sneaky. And, you, you know, those sequences are great in games like Splinter Cell and games like Ghost Recon and games like Call of Duty where scripted events are a big part of the game. And for me, when I'm playing an RPG, even an open-world RPG like Fallout New Vegas is, I really don't want to sneak around, and I really don't want to have to use trial and error to get past an action sequence. Yep, yep, yep. Now, is the uh, you said the setup's kind of like the pit, so you're thrown into this area, and you're kind of stuck there. You can't really get out. What kind of quests do you have? I saw that uh, in some of the trailers there were like mutant things that you could only shoot in the head to kill, which was kind of like, you know, brought me back a little bit to Undead Nightmare for Red Dead Redemption, which I thought was a cool thing. But, you know, what are you doing in these missions? So you get – you're brought there and you wake up with this explosive collar around your neck, and you're trying to get into the Sierra Madre Casino to loot it. And the guy who's controlling you is Father – I forget his name actually – um, but he, he's supposedly a priest, and he is telling you, you need to get in, and you need to get the treasure of Sierra Madre, and you need to give it to me, or I'm going to kill you. 
And so initially there are these like ghost mutant things. I'm not sure exactly what they are. And he gives you a gun that will gradually sap their health over time. Uh, But here's the thing. Like I, they, they always say, I forget the name of the NPC as well. Um, But once when you kill them and I'm doing air quotes, even though you can't see it because it's a podcast, um, they go unconscious. And if you don't, uh, do additional damage to them, they will come back. And so it's kind of a get through all these areas as fast as you can so you're not inundated with these enemies. This is uh, not making me upset that I stopped playing New Vegas. It, this it's, is the sort of thing that it, it sounds like they're trying to do too much on like the action RPG side of, and, and of the Fallout RPG. And- Just because, like, I mean, like, you know, add on top of that, the Gambrio engine is is a pile of poop. Um, and you know, like you, you, I feel like, especially what you described with the, you know, like the, the missile segment with the, the boomers and whatever, uh, mm. I, I bought it on steam. I bought some new Vegas it's sitting in my games list. Um, uh, add on top of that, that, you know, it just, it seems like, you know, like props to obsidian for, you know, like trying to push the limits of, of what they're doing in their, in their games. But at the same time, you know, maybe, they should steer a little closer to to the the meld yeah, yeah. It, i don't think fallout works particularly well when it's trying to be an action rpg fallout works best when it's you see an enemy you target them in vats and then you bring them down in vats well, like that's what works yeah no i hear that and here's the thing if if and hopefully skyrim which we'll talk about in the news section will with it using a new engine will actually have things that are conductive to shooting because i guarantee you that fallout 4 or whatever it's called is going to be based on that same engine Mm -hmm. because if they at least make it a competent shooting or action combat uh engine it will work but yeah i hear you i i like the action-oriented combat and i like the exploring from a first person perspective but i i don't like what they've been having me do thus far in dead money now it might get better the further in i get once i actually get into the sierra madre but it's it's not impressing me thus far okay well i mean it it definitely sounds like obsidian is at least trying something new which is kind of cool but it, it it's sort of like what would happen with the fallout uh expansions where some of it was really really good you had the uh broken steel expansion which was fantastic you had um uh, Point Lookout, which I thought was almost better than the actual Fallout game because it was like such a condensed wasteland. I mean, we that was so awesome that just to I want that, you know, like I want a small, tiny area that I can explore, kind of like Shivering Isles or like Point Lookout, and it doesn't really sound like this is it. Yeah, no, I hear you there, and it's if you're a huge fan of Fallout, it's worth buying. Like I said, I. And I will mention again, I have not beaten this expansion pack yet. Um, Ashton Liu will actually have a uh, a review of this, hopefully this week. Um, And it's it's one of those things where we got a review code for it, and I gave it to Ashton. And I paid for this expansion pack, and I'm really kind of disappointed with it. Mm. Well... I mean, we all know it's going to come out to PS3 and PC eventually. Do we, I mean, do I'm we sure. have a date on that, or just is no, it no, sometime it, in the future? Some, I, all we know is that it's an exclusive for 360 right now, but I'm sure it's a timed exclusive. I mean, 
you can bet dollars to donuts. I mean, if Final Fantasy 13 came out on 360 this week in Japan, and it did horribly, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, he, oh, I don't want to interrupt you, but continue. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Go for it. Go for it. Like, I, I think that that the whole Final Fantasy 13 does horribly on Xbox 360 in Japan. It would be like if. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. You know, say, say, say we took. Uh, it would be like if Dragon Age came out on Wii next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's not really saying much. It's just any excuse I, I can to take a dump in. You know, I got to take it. I got to take the low-hanging fruit. So, yeah. <laughs> Now, all this talk about Game of the Year on this site for the past two weeks, for the listeners, like, we've been working on Game of the Year, and every time somebody brings up Final Fantasy XIII, I just feel a brain cell die. Yeah. No, and and for those of you who uh, who I we get emails occasionally. They're like, "Why did you give Game X this award and Game Y this award?" Like, this is easily the most stressful feature that we make every year because our staff members get into arguments. People will refuse to read these threads, and it's just pretty much chaos. And we start working on this. We start working on what the mid-November. Yeah, I've. I've- put down my picks and the categories that I want to choose, the categories that I feel like I can choose, and I'm just staying out of it. Like, my vote's down. I'm, I'm done. You know? Like, everybody is just screaming and yelling at each other, and I'm like, I don't care enough. You know? As long as Final Fantasy thirteen doesn't win any awards, I'm happy. So, that's it. I can agree with that. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, so consensus seems to be uh, we don't care about dead money. So uh, well, it's not that we don't care about it. Like I bought it as soon as I, I saw that it was on yeah, Xbox. Yeah, we we want to care about it. We, yeah, we, we want, want to care about, to care about it. About and and I, I I at this point I will say it's a valiant effort concept wise, but a poor effort execution wise. Yeah, it, so it definitely classic Obsidian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, New Vegas kind of still screams it. New Vegas also still not running great on PC after the huge patch that came out like last week. Still not running that great on PC. Like, I, I can play Fallout 3 at high settings with barely a stutter, and New Vegas, it's like stop-motion animation. Weird. Could, could be worse. I've been I've been uh, playing old PC stuff because I got a new 1-terabyte hard drive, and I installed Gothic 3. And despite the fact that my machine is um, insane at this point, uh, Gothic 3 barely runs because it's Windows 7. We're going to get to that in a couple minutes. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 God. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, we have somebody. We have somebody coming in. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah, maybe you should add him to the conversation. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, screaming. jackass. That's what I'm doing, man. Yo, man, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that's a horrible picture of him. Yeah, why would you use that as Why would you avatar? use that picture? That is horrible. Oh. Hi, Steven. Hello. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> What face? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Don't make fun of my face. That's showing off my manly beard. All right. uh, It doesn't. What beard? It it shows your Your nose and your jaw is missing. (laughs) It's like half a mustache. It's not half a mustache. It's like a quarter stash. (laughs) I have a glorious, luxurious the equivalent of the half tuck in in Uncharted. Uh, uh, Not the half tuck. Please don't bring up Uncharted. I hate that game so much. Please, please don't bring it up. Okay. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Stephen Myrink has just joined us from the Far East. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite well. All right. How are you? I am good. I am good. So, uh, here's the deal, gang. Um... We're kind of in the middle of the show. John just talked about uh, his game, which was uh, Dead Money, so we're sure that you don't have anything to add to that other than New Vegas sucks. So, 
<laughs> correct, correct. So then we're going to move on to uh, Zach. So, uh, Stephen, start thinking about the games you want to talk about. Uh, Zach, you're not editing any of this out because this I'm has not? been kind of funny. Okay. Uh, and hey, you're going to edit out the swearing. I don't think we swore, did we? Jackass. jackass. Oh, Jackass is not that bad. Jackass is a donkey. I swear, I will not swear. They, they can say that in a Shrek movie. Yeah, well, I can say you know what? This is RPG fan, where Shrek is, like, way too risque for us. God, if we ever do a live show, I mean, we're just going to have to have, like, the beeps on, on standby. It's going to be like listening to Chris Rock on Comedy Central at 9 o'clock. Like, <laughs> it's going to be terrible. All right, so, Zach, uh, tell us about Infinity Blade, and Steven, start thinking about games that you want to talk about. I'm going to tell you all about Infinity Blade. It's uh, so I, I hear it's Punch-Out. It's a really it, pretty Punch-Out. I was going to say that. It's So basically Infinity Blade is a new game from uh, Chair, which is the, the folks over at Epic Games who made, uh, what was it, Shadow Complex on the Xbox 360. And before that, they made Undertow and maybe a couple of other games. But uh, it's and the the first legitimate Unreal Engine game on the iPhone. There was Epic Citadel. Uh, but that was more of a tech demo than anything. And, uh, yeah, so like, like Rob said, it is Punch-Out, pretty much. It, it's Punch-Out, and it looks very pretty. And um, basically the, the gist of the game is that you uh, you start off, and you're some lowly adventurer trying to defeat the the God King, who is just this kind of this guy. He's He's a God King. I don't know much about him yet. Um, he's a mean fellow. Yeah, he seems like he seems like he's a meanie. Uh, and and so you go and you you know you defeat his uh, his like guard or whatever, and then he just stabs you straight up. There's there's no you have no chance against him. He just stabs you and takes your soul. Um, and then twenty years later, your son comes around uh, with with your equipment and all that business, and he goes and fights his way through this castle and. He goes to fight the God King and he gets stabbed. Um, and then his son goes and fights the God King and uh, basically every time you go through this castle, you gain um, like different items, uh, more experience, more uh, gold that you can buy new items with. Um, and whenever you die in the game, it starts over on a new bloodline, um, which is you know, and you start with all your equipment and your stat upgrades and all of that business. So eventually you become powerful enough to defeat the God King and then something happens. Isn't uh, this how, wait a minute, isn't this how the Kryptonians like made Doomsday in the old DC comics? That is exactly how they made Doomsday. I, I totally nailed that. <laughs> yeah, they, I, what's interesting about that though um, is that it's really cool because you can fight the God King. I mean, as long as you get to him, theoretically you could beat him with your first bloodline. It would just be, you know, You'd have to be like 100% perfect at fighting him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so basically, it is, uh, it you know, you go through this castle over and over again. You get you know more uh, stats, and you know you level up and gain experience. And like the the way that they manage uh, experience and leveling up is kind of interesting in that you have all of your equipment um, has a certain amount of experience that it can gain. Uh, and so when you get, let's say, like 250 XP for this, you know, like for a ring, um, which may give you like plus two to your magic and allow you to cast like the fire spell, uh, you can't gain, like once you have mastered it, as you know, the game puts it, you can't gain any more experience. 
And so, you know, you're you're best off just kind of like selling the ring buy, and buying a new ring to get more experience. And then you kind of have to manage, do you want a weapon, you know, like with better stats and, you know, that you may have mastered already or do you want to go back and keep gaining experience for all of these items? Um, and so, I mean, the, the way that that's kind of balanced, you know, you get to like, the, it really can get into your, uh, collector lust if you let it granted, it's not quite like Diablo, um, where you, you know, like you go and you find these items out in the world. Most of the items you have to buy just because the, the chests are not super exciting, but, um, uh, yeah. So, and then as John said, it plays like punch out. So you, you have your guy, you can dodge left and right, you can parry like left, right, and up. Um, and basically you have to dodge or parry some, uh, one of your enemy enough until he has like a, a dodge break or a parry break. Um, and you then slash at him on the iPad and, or on the iPhone. And it, I mean, it works. It's just not super exciting. That's yeah, the problem. I mean- this is the thing here. I got bored with this game before I even got through one iteration of it. And that sounds awful. Like I understand that we gave it a good review. I could not fathom playing this game for more than one iteration. I like maybe it's because I just bought an iPod uh, over this holiday season and I've been playing, I bought like 60 bucks worth of iOS games and I found like three or four that have been worthwhile. And it's really kind of frustrating. Maybe I just don't understand gaming on this platform. But no, it, it's it's really really awkward to not have any physical buttons. Mm-hmm. And I I can't get any of this faux D pad stuff through my head. I mean, it's like so f- the the key to enjoying iPhone or iPod games is is buying Fruit Ninja. And cut the rope and like yeah no nothing, here's nothing the thing that, like, nothing that is a legitimate you know game it's these like Fruit Ninja is what I've been playing for like the past like two weeks or whatever and basically I'm just like you know smudging up my iPhone screen you know and that's that's kind of like what the game is and it's just it's something I feel like you know as much as Apple wants to make this a legitimate you know like gaming platform it's it's just not. In, until you know, like with without having proper controls, it is very difficult. But, like that's, I completely, that's... I oh, totally ahead. agree. Just because, like, for all they say, oh, we're gonna outdo the DS or we're gonna outdo that, they forget that the iPod is marketed to people that like music, and the DS is strictly it plays games. That's it, and it has well, buttons. It's, and it, it's not it because there there are a lot of different uh, there are a lot of different things for the platform. Yeah, uh, just yeah, but fair. you know, yeah, but like the, the the iPod isn't is meant to be like a multimedia thing, whereas the DS is primarily to play games. And no matter how they want to slice it, it's never as easy to control a virtual D pad as it is to you know a regular D pad, no yeah, matter I, what you're playing. I've discovered that the games that I enjoy most have control schemes that are tailored to not having a D pad or that exactly. sort of thing. Uh, what well, Chaos Rings. I like Chaos Ring's movement because I can it's it's not okay, the center of your D pad or analog stick is here. Any direction it notes, I put my thumb down, that's where the center is. I take my thumb up, the center is wherever I put my thumb down again. Mm-hmm. And it works well. Yeah. Well, I mean I'd I I don't own an iPhone and I really don't have any desire to play any of these games. I think the only 
you know, games that I would play are the mini game sorts of things on iPhone or iOS or whatever. But, uh, you know, like Angry Birds or things like that, I, I look at Infinity Blade and I, I, as soon as I saw those graphics, I was like, OK, this has to be like a Simon Says game. There's no way that you're controlling a character or you're, you know, running around like Demon Souls or yeah, something. It's, and like it's, this it's is... really a, it's a shame because, you know, like when when I first started playing the game, I was like, this is totally rad. You know, like this is the prettiest game I've ever seen on my iPhone. And like until another Unreal Engine game comes out, probably the prettiest game I will ever see on my iPhone. Um, I got to remember that. And, I got to remember that Zach's really young and he still says rad. Sorry. Like, well, rad is just like totally the best. Rad. Totally, totally um, rad, yo. Rad is rad. I mean, is it's very it's rad. a it's a word of the '80s, but I definitely was not born in the '80s. It's also so, the name. It's also oh, the name of Rams's buddy in Final Fantasy Tactics. Don't forget that. Anyways, um, but yeah, so this – it's a really cool game, um, but I just can't help but think like, man, you know, it's like it, like using death as a mechanic. You know, like that's that's really cool, but like I, I kind of – like I'll just play Demon Souls, you know? It's yeah. – you know, I'll, I'll just – I'll play something that has more death. And like I mean like I don't want to get into, you know, like what is an RPG again, but like is – could – is this really considered – you know, like an RPG, if if it's really just punch out with stats and you know items, sounds yeah, like it sounds like it to me. I mean, if you think I guess, about it, but... the, the weapons don't the weapons don't change the like none of the weapons change at all. They're all basically just a different number. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, we it's it's not it's not a debate to get into because then you can be like, is Borderlands an RPG? But uh, but yeah, I mean, like it when when you get down to it, it's uh. I don't know if I agree so much with with Tucker's review. I mean, like I've had fun playing it, but the also the frame rate is really choppy, and I have a really like pet peeves for like screen tearing and like poor frame rates and stuff. So what what uh, what version of i device? Do you I, have? I have an iPhone 3GS, so it's okay. and and granted, um, you know, like you, it's gonna be a little bit choppy, regardless of what. Plat, like what version of whatever i device you have um just because if if you look at the you know like the the relative versions uh there's there's a comparison up on i think digital foundry which is a Eurogamer site that does uh, graphics comparisons it's they tone down the graphics or you know like tone up the graphics depending on okay. what platform you're playing on so it's always going to be a little choppy um it's just going to mm-hmm. look better or worse depending on, and I mean, it looks great. It's just you know, the flame frame rate's clunky. The gameplay is you know, just it's just kind of eh when you get down to it. It it's fun for like, you know, ten fifteen minutes, and you play it a few times. But after you've pretty much run through it twice, that's really all there is to it. I mean, once you beat the guy, mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally it. I mean, unless you want to just repeatedly level up for no reason. Yeah, but some people like that though. Mm, like, and I, and that's, I'm not trying to be the contrarian here. I'm just saying that some people really enjoy that. Like some people play WoW just to level up. I think your mileage really will vary with that game, depending, you know, on your tolerance for you know repetition. Because I mean, that's what it is. But some people love it. I mean, people. I was in Japan and I would go to an internet cafe, and if anybody was playing a game, they were playing Lineage Two or Monster Hunter, and those games are the very definition of repetition. 
I mean, oh yeah, I mean at at the same time, you know, like you know, like the the iPhone is is really meant for you know, like it's short burst. Yeah, it's like it is. I feel like people are almost looking for that sort of experience from an RPG on the iPhone. So I actually have been playing a game on iOS, uh, and I'm looking up the name right now because I can't remember which game it is. Um, but it's it's a a turn based RPG. And it works really well. It's like in the vein of of any PC RPG from, you know. Oh, is it uh, Undercroft? No. Oh, because that game is cool. <laughs> but <laughs> Stephen, I missed you. <laughs> I know you did. Okay, I, wait. I think I found it. Let me let me see if the, it's Inosha. Let me see if this is right. Oh boy. Inosha. But uh, it's you. it. I it makes me think that if the control scheme were reworked for iOS, that a game like... Uh, no, it's not Inosha. It's not Inosha. Oh, yes, it is. This is it. Yeah, Inosha. So it's 99 cents right now. Um, oh, and it makes, me, it, it makes me think that if you took a game like uh, Fallout or Baldur's Gate or a game like that, and had it remastered for iOS with a new control scheme and a setup like that, that would actually work don't really tempt, well. Don't tempt it would be rad. That. <laughs> so, Bioware, if you're, if you're listening, and I know that you are, take Baldur's Gate, port it to iOS, set aside a team like 10 dudes, have it done. Yeah. I really hope... Stop. I was just going to ask Bioware not to make Mass Effect 3 Call of Duty because they'll never, ever, ever, ever make it sell as many of Call, as Call of Duty. Yeah, I was just going to say I hope Bioware isn't listening because I'm going to go on a little rant about them at the end of the show. So uh, I'm probably going to join you. Awesome. Uh, do we have uh, anything else to say about Infinity Blade or do I finally get to talk about my meaningful game experiences? No. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Yeah. No, for, for the the final word on on my end is that you know like for for six bucks it it could be a much better game, but yeah. if it, if it ever drops in price, you know like it's it's not terrible, and you you can show it to your friends and be like, hey friends, that, my phone is better than yours. That's the most frustrating thing about iOS is I have no idea how to rate these games because it's like I spent ninety nine cents on this, and I just spent two dollars on a chicken sandwich at Burger King. Yeah, yeah, like you, how would you rate even it if it's too? even if it sucks, you don't really feel that put out because you're like, well, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, well, okay. So what have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing. What have you been playing, Rob? That's a fantastic yes. question. What yes, have please, I been playing? Please do tell. I would. I would be. <laughs> what have, what have I been all playing? All the rest of us would love to know. Uh, I, I got to think about it a little bit. No, I've been playing. So I've I've had three weeks of vacation. I have the greatest job in the universe, and then I'm going to have three months of vacation in the summer. I love being a teacher. Let me just tell you how epic this is. So, uh, what have I been playing? Uh, I put up my review of nine nine nine. That's actually up on the site right now. Uh, I gave it a ninety. I got the true ending. My brain exploded as a result of the true ending. Uh, Zach, you need to get the true I, ending. I'm working on it. <laughs> Can I just throw you a question about that real quick? I'm dying to know. Yeah. I'm is, not that one of those, it. is that one of those games like uh, Pat kept telling me they, they all love Ever 17 and I tried to play it and I've been struggling to play it. And it's like, oh, yeah, beat me 6,000 times to see, you know, the part that's interesting. And no, no, I mean, no, no. It's you, only you six. Get some, 
Yeah, you get See, something you get something interesting every time, and you you really only have to play the game through. You have to get one specific ending to get the true ending. So you can do it in two runs. For most people, it's going to take three because you're probably going to get the worst ending to start because you're going to do what everybody does, and then you'll go for the. The, yeah, you'll you'll do what everybody does, and then you'll go for the ending that opens up the true ending, and then you'll get the true ending. But you learn something every time. It's not like the game ends and you didn't learn anything. Yeah, I think that's, that's the best okay. part. So depressing. I know, right? It just makes you want to kill yourself. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's like I finished that ending. Well, and I was by all like, means. Wow. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, so, yeah, I gave Sorry, it a man. 90. I, I would definitely say it was a lot of fun. Uh, now, what it made me do though was because uh i was interested in digital novels uh and these adventure type games i went and i picked up uh miles edgeworth uh, ace attorney investigations which uh dear readers i or listeners or whatever you are um <laughs> i would like to note that i've been telling rob to no you need to play these games in order but at the very least he did take my advice of the one game that he could possibly play out of order. Okay, okay. I'm waiting for Ace Attorney 1 because it's going to come with my copy of Ghost Trick in January. Okay, but I'm playing through Miles Edgeworth and I'm like almost done the fourth case. Uh, and there's five cases in the game for readers that, for listeners, readers that don't know. Uh, you're playing as Miles Edgeworth. He's the prosecutor, uh, the foible to. Um, uh, what's his face? Phoenix the, Wright. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Uh, and you're going around, and it seems like somebody. It's kind of like Murder She Wrote. Like every time this guy shows up, somebody ends <laughs> up dead. And you have to like at some point, I wouldn't want this guy to come anywhere near me because you might end up dead. Uh, and you you make like CSI and you solve the crimes and whatnot, and you try to put together these logic puzzles and solve what's going on. You investigate things. And the first two cases, I was really really enjoying it. Like they were easy. Like, I, I will say that right off the bat. They were easy. Like, there were no jumps in logic. Like, everything was kind of spelled out, and you knew what you were doing. But then about midway through the third case, there were points where I was just like, I have absolutely no idea what to present to this person to show that there's a contradiction in evidence. I don't know what clues to link together in terms of logic. And I had to go on to an FAQ, and even after reading the solution, I was like, I never would have gotten that. Yeah. There's a lot of that, and actually, Miles Edgeworth is probably the easiest of the games. God. But I, I, I will admit that there is, a, especially in, or not trial, uh, Justice for All. I remember playing through like missions three and four, and it became use this on this, even if it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and that's happened to me a few times. In the game, it is really starting to bother me. Like, I, I got really bogged down last night, uh, getting almost to the end of the fourth case. And I got to the point where I just said, you know what, I really don't want to play anymore because I'm having to get up and look in an FAQ because I'm going, all right, I'm missing, like, one key piece of evidence or I'm not doing something. There was one point where I knew exactly what I had to present, but I didn't present it in the right order. So and, and it wouldn't bother me, but the game kind of has, like, a health bar where the more mistakes that you make, it starts to drain, and that that puts a little bit of pressure on you as a gamer, and I think that's a good thing. But have have you been uh, judiciously using the save system? Because, yes. yes. Yeah, you you pretty much have to abuse the save system in that game to uh, to get anywhere. Oh, I mean, if I ever got to the point where I was like one move away from failing, I would just use an FAQ until I got to a point where the bar refilled, because I re I refuse to have that impact me as a player. Like nine nine nine. And I'm sure some people won't like it. There's never palpable danger. 
you know, at, at the start of 999, you're locked in a room that's filling with water. So you think, oh, if I don't get out of here quickly, like I'm going to die. But no, that's not how the game works. You have all the time you want to. So it's it's a much more relaxing experience. And with Miles Edgeworth, I found myself just getting really frustrated at times. I'm just like, how in God's name would I have known to do that? No, I hear you. And and I think that comes down to kind of a basic idea in adventure games. You see adventure games like Monkey Island where it's impossible to lose. Right. And, and then you look at adventure games like King's Quest. And I don't remember which one it was, but there's the, the King's one King's Quest. Quest where where you if you don't do something at like a third of the way through the game you can literally miss it and later on never be able to finish the game yeah and there, it, that's actually in a few of them um, cuz there are certain cases where you can use one item or two different items to solve a puzzle but one of them you need for a puzzle later so and yeah, see, they can be punishing if you don't and, know. And the save points in Miles Edgeworth, like you can go like two hours without reaching a proper save point. Yeah. At least the game lets you save whenever you want to. If I ever like got to the end of the case and I lost, I would probably put the game down and not play it anymore because I will not replay long sections of games. Like I, I won't do it anymore as a gamer. As I've gotten older, that holds no appeal for me. Like, no, yeah. I, I wouldn't do it. Wait, we just got uh, Kimberly and I just got Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for uh, 360, and we had game flight it for PS3. And uh, I was tasked this morning to, I need you to get me to the point where I was before because I don't want to play this. Yeah, yeah. Like I, as I've gotten older as a gamer, like I, I remember that happened to me one time in Final Fantasy VII. Like I was playing it at home, and I. I I somehow got from, like, Nibblehem, like, I, I got Vincent, and I made it all the way to, like, the mock shuttle launch where, like, you get in the tiny Bronco, and I died on a boss fight because I just wasn't paying attention, and I lost, like, four hours of progress, and I was just like, uh, I'm not playing this again. PS1 era. PS1 era. The, like, when you put in your memory card and the game doesn't check at the beginning to see if you have enough space to save the game, oh, and it God. takes, like, five blocks... And you get three hours into the game and you try to save and it goes, sorry, dude, you don't have enough space. What about Diablo? What about Diablo on the PlayStation 1? And it took it 10 like blocks. <laughs> it took 10 blocks. It was like you needed a whole memory card just for Diablo. This is me playing Vagrant Story. All right, I'm going to just start playing it. Oh, damn. I got, I got you know to the first save point. I don't have any free space. I go back. I erase a block. I go and I get to there again. Sorry, I require two. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I think that's why I haven't beaten Vagrant Story because I'm so tired of that opening cutscene where that dude gets stabbed or whatever. <laughs> that is a great game, though. That is a great game. Yeah, uh, I've been trying yeah. to get into it because I just I love the aesthetic in that game. It's totally awesome. Yeah, if Miles Edgeworth sent me back two hours of progress, I would I would do like the whole Peter Griffin like close the DS, just done, just walk away from it. I wouldn't come back. <laughs> so I mean, I I'm liking it. Uh, I'm not liking it as much as 999. I think 999 makes more logical sense. Like, okay, granted, at one point you use like nitroglycerin and a chicken to open up a door, but like, <laughs> wow, what door is that behind? Is it is it yet. close to the cat hair mustache puzzle in Gears of Eight? I remember that. <laughs> No, it's like, okay, there's a couple puzzles like that in 999, but they spell it out for you. And, like, I'm I'm playing something on uh, – in Miles Edgeworth, like, in the fourth case, there's something like, oh, there's a 
red rubbery substance on top of this window and it's like i have to figure out what it is and i'm sitting there going i don't know it could be a condom for all i know like <laughs> what, what am i supposed oh oh the cactus it ha- it obviously had to be a balloon like what <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry like, what <laughs> like Miles Edgeworth, you have to connect these logic pieces, and he comes to this great deduction, and I'm sitting there – like I'll have two pieces, and I'm just like – I'll just plug them in, huh. and I'll be like, yeah, I'd like to know how those two fit together, Miles Edgeworth. Yeah, that's like, definitely – 999 does a really good job of that, and I mean sometimes even to the point of like – you know, just spelling it out too much for you because like I've been – there have been puzzles where I've been like, oh, I'll you know, like take the water and, and you know like – and there's like this – so you look at the fireplace and it's like, oh, it's on fire. And then you're like, oh, I can use the water and, oh, what can I use to hold the water? And there's a vase and then they're like, hey, you can use this vase to hold the water to use yeah. it. And I'm like, eh, I, I knew that. I could figure it yeah. out. But yeah, no, but I mean like at, at the very least there, you know, it, it helps when you have no clue what's going on. This all reminds me of a Penny Arcade from several years ago where they're investigating the death of one of the new kids on the block, and then one of the <laughs> comics is just – it shows them investigating, and it goes, oh, it was Big Bird. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> no, I, I like um, I like Miles Edgeworth, and I'm, I'm most likely going to finish it. I mean I'm this close. I know that the fifth case is really long, and I'm yeah. kind of – I will be completely honest with you. Like having played through the entirety of the first game without using a fact, anytime I got stuck in two or three, I was like, screw it. What's the answer? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, cause I like the story that's playing out and yeah, I do feel kind of intelligent sometimes when I remember that one key piece, but at one point there's something uh, in the third, in the third case, there's like a bunch of badgers and there's like Dixie badger and like proto badger. And there's, they're all slightly different. And at one, and at one point I had to know that the one badger was wearing his belt wrong. And I was just sitting there going, like, I am not that observant. Like, if my girlfriend got her hair cut, I wouldn't notice it. How am I supposed to know in the game if the badger is wearing his belt wrong? This is yeah. ridiculous. So when you say badger. No, like- no, Steven, no. No, no, no. I mean, like, the, the animal badger with the funny flat tail and stuff? Or is that a beaver? That, 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 one, that's a beaver. Uh, okay. Two, Two they introduce early on. I don't know if it's it's Phoenix Wright one or Phoenix Wright two, but there's a a, a mascot for the police department called the Blue Badger. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and he wears funky belts, evidently. Yes, and it, it's it was very like that puzzle. I was sitting there going, "Wow, th- there's no way, no way I would have gotten that." So, uh, yeah, Miles Edgeworth definitely enjoyable. Uh, I'm probably gonna play through Ghost Trick because I'm intrigued by that, and uh, I'll play a little bit of the original Ace Attorney in January when I get both of those. Uh, the other games that I played, uh, two quick hits that lead directly into each other. Surprisingly, um, played the Mass Effect 2 demo on PS3, um, which is supposed to be the um, Mass Effect 3 engine. Am I right on that one, Zach? Yes, that yes. is correct. Yes. Yeah, and uh, okay, I don't really see it now. Granted, I played it on PC, so playing it on PS3. You know, the control scheme really wasn't geeing up with me too much. After you play mouse and keyboard, you really can't go back when it comes to shooters. I, no, I, I disagree. I used to play Counter-Strike all the time, and I play Call of Duty on the 360. Yeah, I can't go backwards. Like, I, I was having a lot of trouble, like, pinpointing people. And um, the, the big problem that I was having was uh, – and, and this plays into the next game. 
Mass Effect 2, Stephen and I talked about the other day, is so well optimized on PC, it, yeah. runs, it runs like butter. It, it doesn't really matter what gaming rig you have. Like, I have a pretty high-end rig. I run they it make at, it run. Yeah, I run it at max settings, 60 frames per second, almost constantly, except when, when things get really crazy. And it runs beautifully. It makes the shooting so much better. The texture work is so much better. And meanwhile, Mass Effect 1, no matter like what garbage. you run it on, it, it runs like garbage. It, it's horrible. Well, it was it was also Mass Effect One was programmed by Demiurge, not by not in house by Bioware. Right, exactly, and and so that optimization that shows me just how important it is with PC gaming that the developers, right. yeah, you have to do it right. Now, so that being said, you know, final notes on Mass Effect Two for for PlayStation Three owners, for people that have never played it before, definitely something to go out and get. I think that the uh, motion comic is. Cool. Maybe not the best way of going about the whole Mass Effect one thing, but yeah, I, I, you know what? Here and that's where I have to disagree. Where right, go, I go actually have, that. I need yeah, to disagree as well. It works incredibly well for summing up the story without having to go through that gameplay, and it, it's because I because of exclusivity or whatever, we're never going to see Mass Effect one on on other than the two platforms they're already on, right? <clears throat> And I think that that anything that that's able to sum it up like that is, is a great idea. Yeah, but I, 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 you're missing something. Like if if I had just been coming into Mass Effect Two without knowing anything about Mass Effect One, and I really was to an extent. Like I, before I reviewed Mass Effect Two, I went online, I read through the whole Mass Effect One wiki. You know, I, I made sure I knew what the hell a Krogan was, and. If you're if you're a PlayStation 3 gamer and you're coming into Mass Effect 2 and that's all the knowledge that you get, I don't feel like it's enough. Now, but here, here's the, the thing. thing. Is, I, I, I haven't played the PS3 demo. I have it on my console. Do they have the, the novel there? No, no. They no. have like an abridged yeah. – like uh, they have a really quick abridged here's what happened. Yeah, so I I have a feeling that, that the novel will have gameplay sections and things like that. And I have a feeling it will not be a – Okay, here's what happened. See you guys. It's 15 minutes later. You're now. Uh, I don't think it'll be more than a half hour. It's well, not, <clears throat> it's, the novel, it's got choices and stuff, but I think yeah, that's it's got choices, sense. but they're in the novel. Like I, I don't think there's going to be like gameplay shootouts. Ha, ha, have you watched what, what like it, the what it, the what it basically is is just um, you know the sequence in the beginning when uh, what's his name Jacob and Miranda are talking to Shepard and they're asking if he remembers what happened. Yeah, it's like a recap of that. Yeah, but yeah, that that sequence happens. With right and the motion comic comes before it, and there's no gameplay. There's just you see the story, and then it's like, oh, do you want to kill the Rachni Queen or do you want to let it survive? But and you miss the you miss out on those little side quests, like with the the Helena chick, the 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 crime boss or whatever. You miss out on the side quest decisions, but you get to make the big ones, which is, yeah. I guess but better than nothing. I'm going to ask this question, even though I already know the answer to it, because I know Rob. Rob, did you ever watch the Uncharted digital? <laughs> I really hate you. No, why, I, why do you why do you bring up such a crap game? This if we're not going to have this <laughs> argument here. Rob doesn't like Uncharted because he hates fun. But yes, anyways, that's exactly it. I also hate fun. Wait, 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 No, no. I I also hate I hate Jones. I hate poorly controlled characters and extremely linear gameplay and puppies. Okay, and so, puppies. So anyway, uh, Sony on PlayStation Network released a bunch of digital comics called The Eye of Indra. 
and on. it was it was a story that played out with all the uncharted stuff and all in all it was like 30 minutes long and i i think that easily with choices and extensions that they could make something that's feature length and i think that they will now, i don't think it'll be longer than a half hour i really don't I really don't. I do not think it'll be because well, it, are do do you as a gamer after everything that you've seen about Mass Effect, where it's just scene after scene of you shooting people in the head, do you think that they're going to have the audience sit there for two hours and watch a comic book? I think that it will be optional. I don't. I think that if a customer doesn't a customer, if a gamer does it, that's that. Can you tell that I have a marketing background? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> When when a gamer goes through a game, I think that that for me, like I I've played through Mass Effect One, Mass Effect Two, I'll play through Mass Effect Three. I think that I will play through Mass Effect the comic on PS3 just to see what it's like. All right, I mean that, the, that's the fair. one thing I'm gonna say is that their implementation, you know, not even of just the comic, but how they're doing it, is less than stellar. It's not on the disc. This yeah, is, you have to download I feel, it. I feel like this could be a big problem. It's part oh, of I didn't Cerber- even know that. Part of Cerberus, Whoa. which you know is well, free with, with a new copy of the game. But anyone but who you has have to it actually used, go. Yeah, well, anyone who the, buys the, it used will not have it for free, and any anyone who just buys it who doesn't have their PS3 hooked up to the internet or even knows to download, you know, like Cerberus Network, especially wow. it's okay. it only comes up right at the start of the game. You know, like pretty much within the first ten minutes. So you have to be willing to put aside. You know, well, here, here's the question. It, like, I, I, I know that they didn't include Zaid on on the disc for Mass Effect Two. Mm. Um, with with a Blu-ray though, I could honestly see them having it be like you know how there are those downloads on 360 where they're a hundred kilobytes, and it's just a, like a code. Yeah, yeah it's, like, it's, it's an unlock. It's right. an unlock. I can totally see that happening for this on PS3. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's like the power of Blu-ray. It's like where Otacon, you know, messages you to tell you how awesome Blu-ray is. And it's like, yep, now we have to install this chapter into your PS3. Octagon. <laughs> yeah, Octagon. <laughs> well, didn't they said, though, that Mass Effect 2 on PS3 has all the DLC on the disc. Yes. You, you don't have to buy it, right? It, it comes oh, no, no, with no. The game. So, so all of the big DLC packs are, so Overlord, Kasumi's Stolen Memories, and uh, Layer of the Shadow Broker are all on the disc, but... I, and I think maybe Zaid and, and a couple of whatever the uh, – the uh, what's it? Uh, Cerber, Cerberus Network. Yeah, Cerberus Network, Gun, Zaid, um, all of that business will be on the disc. I don't know about the new character or new costumes, um, yeah. but I'm almost 100% sure that you cannot access the motion comic without connecting to Cerberus Network. Yeah, no, no. I like I said, I, I, I think that it will likely be on the disc, but unlocked when you connect to Cerberus Network. I don't think that they're going to be like, oh, you need to download this huge thing. I just, <laughs> I, I think a lot of gamers are going to miss it, or they're not going to give a crap about it, and they're going to be missing out on what's great about Mass Effect. You know, I, I, while I have a great amount of skepticism for what becomes the average gamer, having worked at a GameStop all through college, I know how dumb. A lot of consumers are, um, but it, as long as they do it, like when I I installed Mass Effect Two for PC today because I have a copy of it and I figured why not I may already play this on 360 but I have a ton of hard drive space now, um, and it's like you need to log into network, do it now. 
All right. All right. Okay. Now I don't want to talk anymore about Mass Effect 2. We'll see how it comes out when it. We'll see how it is when it comes out. What do you do? Uh, but what I wanted to lead into was uh, I picked up on Steam sale uh, The Witcher for five dollars. Oh, yes. Which uh, I'm about an hour and a half into. I've already slept with one woman, so uh, that's faster than my record in real life. Well, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that it's here's the thing. You slept with the red-haired woman, right? Yeah. That's like the gimme. Well, like, well, I need a freebie sometimes, John. <laughs> yeah, Geralt had been like dead for like several centuries, or I can't yeah. remember, but he he was he was out of commission. So he bring it on, get, bring it on. I gotta see. Okay, so so far The Witcher, uh, you know, dark fantasy title based off of a Polish, uh, Polish, yes, Polish uh, uh, novel. Dark fantasy. You're playing as uh, is it Geralt or Geralt? Geralt. Geralt. Okay. Um, I'm playing the enhanced edition, so it has the um, <clears throat> it has the redone dialogue. It sounds a little bit more natural. There's still some places that are kind of lost in translation. A couple Lots things about The Witcher. Fixes. What? Uh, the enhanced edition added a ton of like bug fixes and stuff. The original release had like a ton of bugs. Yeah, yeah, we're getting to that. Uh, first off, I have a beefy rig. Okay. Uh, no, 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 John. I haven't even had a chance to say what's wrong with it. <laughs> no, no. Here's the deal. Okay, and then I'm going to make John's point, and then he's going to shut up. This is what this is how we're going to do this. Okay. First off, I have a beefy rig. It's way above the requirements for The Witcher. The recommend. It's a laptop. It's a laptop. I don't care. I can play. Yeah, it's got a mobility card. I can well, play Mass Effect Two at max settings. It's because you don't have fat pipes. That's why. Apparently, and so The Witcher plays like crap on my PC. It plays like crap, and it looks like crap. So I'm really having a hard time. Like, wow, this game is running at like 20 frames per second at times. Meanwhile, I can play Left 4 Dead Two, Left 4 Dead One, Mass Effect Two, Fallout Three. All these games run like butter on my PC, and little old Witcher like, can't handle it. And I understand John's point that a lot of these graphics cards came out long after The Witcher came out, but this just shows that you really need an active community. You really need to you know, make sure that you update your drivers, update your patches so that your game will run. I bought Splinter Cell Conviction on Steam sale, and I found out that my card is not even covered by Ubisoft. Thanks, jerks. Way to be on that one. Like yeah. that just makes PC gaming awful to me. And then you and then you have something like StarCraft Two, which is like, don't worry, I'll run on your Pentium Four. Don't worry, I got you covered. So StarCraft Two is like, don't worry, I'll run no matter what. But yeah. he, Rob is also he's on Windows Seven sixty four bit edition, which is an operating system that came out after even the Witcher Enhanced Edition came out. So what? It, no, it came, but, uh, it no, came out no after- that's that's not a so what thing. Like, oh, have you tried? Are, are you running in XP compatibility mode? No. Why not uh, try that? Well, well Lottie freaking die. Maybe no, I didn't think about no, that. Th- th- no, here's the thing. You're, you're playing require... on an operating system that did not exist when this game was launched. Yeah, like, it would don't... require a substantial amount of retooling to get it to, to the point where it would be able to make use of that 64-bit architecture. All right, all right smartasses. Now, how do I do – I love how – wait a minute. I love how Zach just jumped onto The Witcher. I'm sitting here watching. I'm just checking Steam it out. Hey, I'm All right. checking out. See if I have the same frame rate. How do, you, how do you launch it? Oh, it's set launch options. How do you make sure that you launch it? In a... So, I, oh, I actually don't know how to do it in Steam. Oh. Whoops. Because oh, I, I have I have the disc based edition of The Witcher, the first one. It's not it's not a fancy red box. Ooh, ooh. Well, I got the Steam edition. And um, I'll try the XP mode. I will, but it's we, just, 
Yeah, we, we actually don't need to go into that right now. We can we can continue having our argument. Okay, fine. Bring it on. So, so no, I what you got, son? What you I'm got? Run, I'm running an architecture that's not so dissimilar from Rob's. You've got what do you have? A, a is it a Core Two Duo or a Core Two Duo? Okay, so I, I'm running a dual core Pentium, which is essentially the same chip but with less cash, and I'm running I'm running one generation up of card from his, but a two series back. So he's got a uh, uh, what is it a mobility thirty eight fifty three eight seven zero. Yeah, okay, and I've got a uh, uh, forty six fifty. Yeah, so we're, we're probably running cards that are about of equal power. And I have no problem whatsoever in The Witcher, but I have desktop architecture, and I run everything in sixty or in uh, Windows XP mode, unless it was, you know, a game that came out in the past year. All right, well, I'll run it in XP mode, and we'll see what happens. Maybe you're right; that is a good point. But what I, what I am saying is that that does make me nervous for buying The Witcher too, because I'm I, sitting here going like, <laughs> no, and and I don't think that's something that you should be nervous about. Like I I mentioned to you before the podcast. I, I've been trying to reinstall all these old games since I got this new hard drive, and I tried installing the expansion pack to Gothic 3, Gothic 3 Forsaken Gods, and I can't even get it to install onto Win 7. It gives me an error midway through installation. I tried running it in XP mode. I tried everything. It will not install on Win 7. And then just the initial Gothic 3 runs like crap. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I it just it makes me nervous with Deus Ex coming out and with Witcher Two coming out with these with these high end games coming out. I mean, my rig is still pretty nice, but this is where I get really concerned with PC gaming. Like, okay, we all know that Ubisoft hates PC gamers between their awful DRM and the fact that like Splinter Cell Conviction is just like, yeah, we got a bunch of cards that we're not going to use. Sorry, I mean. It, uh, that sort of stuff just makes me not want to play these games on PC, but I want to play these games on PC. I desktop. So, well, I'm, well, that's the next step. I'm probably going to get a desktop next year. So, you can build one for like 500 bucks. Oh, I know, I know, I can build one. But if I have the money and I and I want to go beefy, I might as well just get one. So I have the money. I'm a I'm a young single male. I'm a teacher. Everything's good. And that about wraps up my rant. Uh, so, Stephen, why don't you tell us about happy things, puppies, kittens, and whatnot? Well, see, Nathan Drake. All right, no wait. Sorry. God. Anyway, um, I will well, cut your mic. I, being that I haven't been here in a while, I have a lot I want to talk about, but uh, I'm going to try to go with more recent stuff. I've actually been playing quite a few adventure games. Um, I played. First of all, I just want to get it in there. Uh, the Silver Lining, which is the fan-made sequel to King's Quest that survived two season desists. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point out that I've been playing that, and it's actually quite fun, and it's amazing what those people made, but. I don't think we strictly cover it on the site, so I don't know if necessarily, you know. Yeah, it's 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 in a weird place. You can talk about it if you want. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. I don't think we covered on RPG Fan because it's kind of in that legal gray area. I I don't know what the deal is with it, but yeah. But I just wanted to point out that if anybody likes King's Quest, it's worth trying because the people that made it, you know, they clearly love it, and I think they deserve all the credit they can possibly get for sticking to it. And. uh I've also been playing, uh, it's not out in the U.S. yet, um, I think it's only out in, like, Germany, but it's called Grey Matter, and it's it's this adventure game made by Jane Jensen, who was responsible for uh, some of the early, or I think King's Quest VI, and also, I believe, the Gabriel Knight games, and it's basically just like a modern 
you know, point and click adventure game, but it's so well put together and like the dialogue is just really like the story and the dialogue is great. And I've been playing demo like to, to death and um, I really think people should check it out because it's coming out in the U.S. sometime this year and I'm definitely going to get it when it comes out. Um, and what I want to talk about most, though, uh, I bought it today, actually, is the Back to the Future game. Uh, oh, yeah. I was thinking about reviewing that, and then I saw that you wanted it, and I said, hey, have at it. So tell me about it. Marty! Dude, I love Back to the Future. Like, those are too. some of my absolute favorite movies. I had ridiculously high expectations for this game. I was like, there have been some really bad Back to the Future games. Um, let me put it this way. You start up the game, and it starts up uh, with a DeLorean, and you know you start the game, and the the interface menu, like for options and stuff, is you clicking through all the panels in the DeLorean. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is pretty sweet. And you know, so you boot up the game, and the introduction sequence is the sequence when Marty and Doc are first testing the time machine in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And it goes along as the movie, you know, like Doc's like, you know, oh, you know, what the hell is a gigawatt? And this sucker's nuclear and all that stuff from the movie, and it's really cool. Well, then, if I I feel like I might be getting too in depth, but. Uh, basically, in the movie, when the DeLorean disappears, and then they're you know they're talking, and then Doc goes, "Oh shit, get out of the way!" Oh damn! Doc goes, "Oh crap, get out of the way!" And he pushes Marty out of the way, and the DeLorean reappears. That doesn't happen in the game, and uh. all this crazy stuff starts happening. And as Marty, you can choose what you want to say, and you can actually say, "Wait, this isn't how it happens. What's going on?" And uh, you know, you get led into seeing Doc's journal where he wrote all of his his decades of research for the time machine. And then it turns out it's just a dream, and it take and Marty wakes up. Uh, I guess it's three months after the end of the third movie, and you know it goes from there. And all I can say is the puzzles so far have been ridiculously easy. Um, the game doesn't run super great, but it doesn't matter. It's completely awesome. Uh, if you like Back to the Future, I see no feasible way you could not like this game. So the, I love Back AJ, to the Future. AJ Locascio, the guy that voices Marty. I mean, it's been done to death on the internet. The dude sounds just like Michael J. Fox. Like, it's uncanny. Please, please, no Michael J. Fox jokes. So, Stephen, I have a question for you. Which is a better game that has a DeLorean that came out this year? Back to the Future or Gran Turismo 5? Back to the Future. I don't even need to play Gran Turismo 5 to know that. Wait, you're wrong. Wait a minute. There's a, there's a DeLorean. In... A, yeah, actually, there's a DeLorean. Is it the time machine or is it just a DeLorean? It's, it's just a DeLorean. I'm buying that. Yeah, it's it's an awful car. Like it's well, it's also like made out of steel and like pain. (laughs) (laughs) The most unaerodynamic thing, and they made a time machine out of it. That's great. (laughs) Well, I thought. Well, I thought if you're gonna build a time machine, then you might as well do it with some style. (laughs) With some style. That's the best line because it makes no sense. One point twenty-one gigawatts. What the hell is a gigawatt? You know, it was supposed to be gigawatt, right? Yeah, that's why it's hilarious hilarious but yes if you like back to the future i really i think it's impossible for you not to like that game because i mean they, they had uh bob gale one of the producers from the movie uh doing like story consultation and just the whole time you're playing it like you know you, marty wakes up in his room and in the background there's the picture of doc and marty at the construction of the clock tower when they're in the 1800s and you know you, t- you can turn on the tv in doc's apartment and the uh the tv you know goes oh and as for time travel, nature has methods in place that prevent you from, for example, going back in time and preventing your own conception. And Marty kind of looks over at his dad and kind of like smiles. And there's just all <laughs> these really, there's these really cool like nods to the movies. And like, I don't, I guess it's kind of a puzzle spoiler, but it's blatantly stupid, obvious. So you know, 
the first puzzle, you have to basically get this book from Biff because he won't give it to you. So you jack up the uh, amplifier like in the first movie, and Biff plays the guitar and it blows him away just like it did to Marty. Oh, that's awesome. And it's just – if you like the movies, that's just a nonstop awesome fest. I'm liking so, this. So buy it now so they continue making more of the – well, they're definitely making more, but – Yes, it's it's totally worth it. The music is great. You know, uh, Christopher Lloyd sounds great as Doc Brown. The guy they got to replace Crispin Glover for George McFly is good. Go, Johnny, go, go. Oh, it has Huey Lewis in it, too. Actual Huey Lewis? I'm not sure. I don't know enough about Huey Lewis to say. I mean, it sounds pretty close. We all know what the real news was. So do you like do you like Back to the Future? That's the thing. Yes, the game is awesome. It doesn't disappoint in any way. The puzzles aren't that difficult, but really what it is is a sequel to the movie that's totally in the spirit of them. It's got the same kind of humor. You know, it's at the same, like, language maturity level. Like, they still, you know, they they swear like they did in the movie, not profusely, but they still say it, you know. They still not, say the, you know, they still drop an S-bomb every other word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Which is weird because the art style is kind of cartoony, but the game itself is is in the same exact aesthetic as the movie. So it's huh. it's it's very well done. Interesting. All right. Well, um, um, I also uh, have been playing recently uh, Etrian Odyssey 3 and Golden Sun Dark Dawn. Uh, I'm a ridiculously huge Golden Sun fan, so I was ridiculously excited for Dark Dawn. Um, Were you also ridiculously it? disappointed? I'm not ridiculously disappointed. However, um, I'm a, a good ways into it, and I really like that it's very similar to the other ones, but that's exactly what I don't like about it, is that it sort of feels like instead of actually offering anything new, they changed the names of the main characters, added some more Dijin, mixed up the world map, and it's the same game. Yeah. And it's a, it's a great game, but it just feels like there's... The reason the, first, the originals were so... Well, there was a lot of reasons that they were awesome, but it's just... It feels way too similar, because... Um, Everything is so well produced, but it just – I'm playing it, and I feel like I've done it all before, and I, I didn't expect that at all, even though it's, it's it's really good. It's a great game, but at, having played the other ones, I feel like I'm just sort of rehashing it because the game has an ending very similar, I think, to the original Golden Sun, which is to say it isn't an ending. It's just a, okay, wait for the next one. Um, and it feels like they're holding a lot back so they can do exactly what they did last time, which is to release a second part of it and have everything get all together in that, which is great. But it kind of sucks because it, it feels literally like they like intentionally left out half the game. Like you, you don't get to go to the parts of the world map that you know are there um, that they talk about. And they talk about characters that seem important and they, they set up mysteries that they you know they're not going to answer in this game. And that's that's a little lame just considering how long they had to make it. It would have been nice if they had just dump the full experience into one game hmm. as someone who but by no means play the original golden sun games uh do i care is this a game that i care about i think you would uh actually i think that would even make it better because you didn't play the original so you won't get that sense of re- really really hardcore deja vu that i get when i play um and you don't have to have played because it has this really awesome encyclopedia feature where like anytime they mention a weird term like synergy or wayard or the golden sun he can tap on it on the text, and it will actually pop up an encyclopedia explanation on top with some cool art. So anything that you wouldn't know from the first game, you can get like a little explanation of it. And uh, it's not done like every other word, so you know it doesn't get really you know tedious. But 
it, it's good for keeping track of all like the stuff that's going on and you don't have to have had to have played the first two because they do a really good job summing it in the ridiculously long intro. I always thought that Golden Sun was a strategy RPG. Isn't this one very much a uh, like turn-based? It, it's never been a strategy RPG. I always yeah. thought it was. They are all turn-based RPGs. What am I thinking of? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I thought that the dudes from uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Fire Emblem. Uh, that's fire. ah. There we that's go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's the problem. Okay. Moving on. But yeah, so it, it's a good game. It's just it, if you've played the other two, you'll play it and you'll enjoy it and you won't feel disappointed, but you'll feel like you wish they had done more. That's because they had so long to make it, and it really just feels like. Because the character designs are really close to the characters from the first one, uh, and each person – it's because they're the kids of those people. But, I mean, literally, Matthew, the main character, looks identical to Isaac from the first one. And that's cool because Isaac was awesome, and, you know, his costume is cool. But on the other hand, it literally just feels like it's not a remake, but it feels like a sort of – like like they just redid it. Um, I agree. So it's, it's, not, it's not as good as I wanted it to be, but it's also by no means a disappointment. I agree. Um, and then – Entry in Odyssey 3, uh, that game, I can see why people wouldn't like it, but I think it's completely amazing. Um, it's very repetitive and grindy, and you have to draw your own maps, and you can lose progress very frequently because you get ambushed by a bunch of strong bad guys, and they totally slaughter you. But it's yeah, just... It's, it's like so, playing like the old Ultima games, and it's just like... Grr. Yeah, and it's just... It's so customizable. Like It's just... It feels like you can just... Create your whole party, have them be your own, get your thing going on. You can fight any way you want. They did a really good job balancing it out compared to the second one, because in the second one, there were sort of like certain builds that were just kind of pointless. Um, and this one, they've just done a really good job of balancing it, so you can kind of be anything you want. Um, there's a lot of really cool classes. Like The classes are totally different from the other two games. Um, I mean, they, some of them still fall into archetypes. Like, you know, you still get, like, a warrior. You still get, you know, a wizard. But the wizard is called the Zodiac, and he fights with the power of the stars and some other nonsense. I remember uh, being at E3 when uh, – this actually this year. And uh, the, the Atlas PR rep, rep uh, he, he swore at me. It, w- it was in a friendly way, but because he was trying to show me the multiplayer boss battles. And uh, I chose to be the farmer. <laughs> Well done, John. Well done. Aren't you our PR manager? Yeah. No, but well, he, was, he, he was managing it quite well. Yeah. No. It, here's the thing: when when you talk to the same people after years, you get to know them, and it's it it was all in good natured fun, and I think he expected it from me. The farmer party is in that game. Basically, if you want to ever buy new equipment, uh, you don't get it by killing monsters and selling their stupid loot because it gives you like no money. You basically have to create a second party of farmers and run around farming stuff, and that's where I think some of the repetition can come in for people because um, it is a little repetitive, but it's it's almost like having, like, two separate parties. But the farmers fight like crap. It sucks, you know, because, you know, they can use knives and pitchforks <laughs> and not Excalibur and, you know, all the amazing equipment you find. And their special abilities are things like, you know, bandage and take a nap. I love nap. Take a nap's the best power. Taking that is a great yeah. power. So, uh, are we ready for news? I, I think we are. We're, we're getting a little long in the tooth here, and we're getting a little, little silly. So, are we ready? We are got you, lots of news. Are you ready? Is the question. 
Yeah, well, there is a lot of news to talk about, so uh, let me, let there me is tell much you news. about some news. I'm just gonna to blow through a couple of like release date announcements and stuff uh, like that. Well, we're so, gonna have to tear them all apart, so you better go slow, yes. my son. Secret of Mana on your iPhone. Okay, we don't really need to talk December about that. December 21st. So. Don't people next, still have next, Super yeah. Nintendos? No. Yes, I do. I, I do but I do. But like, I, but you I, get to I, use your digital control pad to play it. Heck yeah. Or your virtual control pad on the yeah, iPhone. I, I hear that the uh, the iOS version of that game is awful. Uh, I mean, I guess Square Enix puts no effort into anything now. <laughs> but okay, so Trinity Souls of Zil'ol is coming out February 11th. That's another. The preview game. that time forgot. Yep, the preview that time <laughs> forgot. Uh, Robin, Whoa. any any new impressions, or are we just new impressions of what I zoned out? What are we talking Trinity about? Trinity Souls of Zillow. Nope, nothing. Uh, cool name. Yeah, Mass Effect Two coming out on January eighteenth, two thousand eleven, for PS three. Uh, Isn't that like the same day it came out last year? Maybe? Impressive. Perhaps I think it was like the twenty third, but I mean that's that yeah. was you know by like five days or something. Um, but yeah, so that's, you know, for, for those of you who care, it's going to come out with the, the Lair of the Shadow Broker, Kasumi's uh, Stolen Memories, and Overlord DLC, Blood Dragon Armor, everything in the uh, Cerberus Network, and um, the new comic. Uh, so yeah, so check that out. And it'll be running in the Mass Effect 3 engine, so... Uh, all of the textures and such are, should be about, you know, roughly the same. Uh, I don't know, maybe they'll upgrade them because they have the space for because of the Blu-ray. But uh, yeah, you're looking at you're looking at one of one of the best games of this year on your PS Triple. So check uh. out January 18th. Uh. <laughs> uh, Tales of Monkey Island is now on your iPad. Um, Seven dollars. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, seven dollars. Episode one. I'm sure we'll be putting out more soon. Um, Riven, the sequel to Mist, is now available on iPhone and iPod Touch. Oh, uh, I love that game. Isn't that the game that was like on 17 CDs? It was yeah, on five. It, it's oh god. The most I remember was Phantasmagoria was on seven. Oh my god, that game had a ton of discs. But is that the game so, with the rape? I don't know. No, oh. that. I don't think it is. I think that's the game with the live-action footage of people. I thought Phantasmagoria and there was some rape scenes. It's been I, a while. I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying that that was, like, back in the age where it was, like, it, it was, like, gutsy and risky to, like, put a woman being violated into a game. I really want to have a return to that. Like, awesome, guys. Now Square Enix is going to make a ton of money doing it in third birthday. Woo, snap! <laughs> oh! Yeah, well so played. The, I, I was looking, and apparently people have done speedruns of Mist in, like, two minutes. What? 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 How? Because they just click through everything, and it's like they're on YouTube, and I've never played Mist, But, like, from what? what I understand, that game is, like, you know, 10 or 12 hours, and it's got obscene puzzles. I mean, I guess if you know the solutions and you put zip mode on, which, like, teleports you through locations, I mean, you can click, like, super fast. But still, holy crap. Well, that's like the – did you guys see the Portal speed run that came out like two weeks ago? Oh, that was uh-huh. so cool. No, it wasn't cool because the guy cheated. Like he broke the game. Like about his third or fourth <laughs> yeah, move, saw, he, goes through, like, 17, he goes through like 17 walls. Like that, that's not a speed run. You know, that kind of bugged me a little bit. Like, yeah, it, no, I, like, I hear Yeah, you. I guess that's true. That bugged me. 
but the 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 misspeed run from what i understand was not a a uh a buggy you know something like that it was literally this guy beats mist in a minute and a half wow I, if i didn't think it would kill my internet right now i would so go watch that that would be so cool it took me like three years to beat mist <laughs> it was like five but it was still <laughs> It was really, really hard. Daddy, did I just die? No, I kid you not. My dad, my dad owned the game, so I'd be like, "Dad, how do you play this?" He's like, "I have no idea." <laughs> He's like, "That game sucks. It's too hard." Your, your dad's just like, "My name's Paul, and this is between y'all. I don't care." <laughs> All right, what else you got for us, Zach? Keep going. Two worlds. Two worlds. Two is getting it has a release date, so that's coming out uh, January twenty fifth. Can we get Isn't to the good fun? stuff? Uh, no. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on the iOS is coming out Ooh. early next year, as opposed to this year. So that's got a, a small if delay, fixed, but uh, you know it's it's coming. If they fix the lag in that that was in the PSP version, it will be the best version of that game, and I will buy it. You know what they should release for the iPad? Diablo Three. I'm not I'm sure kidding. There will be an app, dude. I would buy. I I think Apple is an evil, terrible corporation, and I got an iPhone for Christmas, by the way, an iPod. Uh, I would buy an iPad if Diablo 3 came out on that. I, I would never, ever get anything done anywhere, ever. Yep. <laughs> Chrono Cross is coming to the PSN. Woohoo! Yeah. That's worth celebrating. F the uh, haters. That game is awesome. Not Thank you, Rob. That's why we're here. That That is an awesome, awesome game. Chrono Cross is one of the best games ever made, and I don't understand how people can't like it. It's like Final Fantasy VIII's battle system, only it works. Works? <laughs> <laughs> it works. It it's really fun. Yo, man, it's really fun. It works. <laughs> I summoned Eden. It took five minutes. Okay. Anywho. Yes, yeah, so uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's going to come out uh, in Japan. Uh, it, it really does work. Don't, don't know about America yet. It's going to come out in America. Hope. Uh, okay. Like wait, 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 wait. Okay, it's Final Fantasy VIII, except the combat works. Everything is awesome about this game. Uh, but I will, and I'm not going to make this joke. Be, uh, I will cite the joke because Shane Bettenhausen said it like years ago on um, the old Retronauts podcast on 1UP. The one problem with Chrono Cross is that there are so many characters that eventually you have like a space alien, a flower, and a block of wood. <laughs> don't, forget, <laughs> don't forget the giant pink puffball. And fungi, yeah, fungi like it's the best character in that game. He's a walking, talking mushroom. And Stephen with just, his axe. And Stephen just told us more about his uh, routine weekend activities than he meant to. Don't uh, hate. Don't hate. That's the only bad thing about Chrono Cross. It does have too many characters, but uh, it's awesome. And can we put a uh, link? Uh, I've been watching those Dorkly videos on Dorkly.com, and there's a really funny Chrono Trigger one. Can we put that link into the show? It's uh, I it's. Suppose. It's really funny. We'll put that link into the show, guys. That I'll I'll show it to you guys after the podcast because you guys will just burst into laughter if you watch it now. <clears throat> like laughter. Okay, so Chrono Cross, awesome. Go play it. It rocks. Best soundtrack ever. Best soundtrack ever. Oh god, time. that opening theme song. Like I still listen to it. When people saw that opening theme song, they were blown away. Whether they liked the game or not, everybody saw that. And went holy crap. Yeah, and it, it's awesome. It's like the darkest video game ever made. Now, okay, the, the story gets a little off the rails at the end, and they definitely tell you things instead of show you things, but it's still awesome, and it's great. Yes. Awesome game. Awesome. Okay. More news. More news. Final Fantasy V heads to Virtual Console. Does Cause, it? Because oh, we need really? another. Yeah, because we need another platform for that to I be. I want to fight a tree. I didn't like Final Fantasy V. Eight dollars. I, I like the gameplay. I, I want to fight a tree. 
I really didn't like. I want to fight a tree. I really didn't like Final Fantasy V. I played it when it came out on uh, PlayStation One. Maybe that was half the problem, but I just it didn't do it for me. I, so I many just, butts. Maybe you should just throw it into the void. Could it possibly be because you fight a tree? It could be. It, I, I liked the battle system. It just the story was awful. Now I I just heard that. Does someone have their text message tone as the Sonic get a ring noise? That's me, and I apologize. I didn't have it muted. <laughs> I, I I didn't hear it. <laughs> wow. More news. More news. Tales of Zillia. Oh no. Zillia. Wait, Tales of Zillal? What? Zillal. Yeah. No. So this this is the next Tales game. Next Tales of game. Hey, I wonder if we'll get Graces. Uh, yeah. No. Never. No, no, no. We're probably not even going to get this one. No, I mean, well, it's so it was announced in uh in Jump. In Japan, I think Shonen Jump. If that, if that is the jump that I am thinking of. Hey, there's a uh, bunch of jumps. And yeah, um, jump, jump. And uh, there's a, there's a trailer on on the internet, and there's some stuff. And uh, it's it's the first in the Tales series to feature two main protagonists. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tales. <laughs> all right, all right. Here, let me, like let, me, let me let me back it up here. It's gonna have skits. It's going to have XRAMLBS battle system, and it's going to involve anime stereotypes, and it'll probably be awesome. Uh, Moving cool. on. And Moving on. More news. More news. Dragon Quest VI Realms of Revelation is coming in February. Which one's the good Dragon Quest? Is that Dragon Quest V? Uh, four, five, and six are all pretty good. Well, all, five, all the ones for the DS are good. Yeah, five but, is, but is the better of the bunch. Five's the one that's impossible to find now. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that's the one that I found, but then I lost track of it. Isn't five the one where it's like you play through several generations? Yeah, yes. That's the one I really want to play, and I found it, and I didn't buy it. That's Did a, they remake I, that one on DS? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I found think, it. I think I, I played that and got to the second generation. So, yeah, yeah so uh, this is... So this... were you, like, running around with Picard and Worf and whatnot, or...? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the next generation. I'm sorry. I thought that was kind of funny, guys. I thought it was funny. Jerks. Jerks. Yeah, but anyway, so this is this is the last in the uh and I think it's called the the Zenithia trilogy, which is um the trilogy of four Dragon Quests four, five, and six. Um and it's got more more better graphics and more classes and stuff. No better. <laughs> mo mo money, mo problems. <laughs> We're just making fun of Steven for his janky internet. Dude, this internet sucks. <laughs> wow. I thought I had it bad. All right, more news. More, more news. More news. Um, so, so what? So can we get to the? Can we get to the announcements? I think we can. Uh, so, awesome. so Rob, there's a game. It's called Mass Effect Three. And there's no multiplayer apparently. Woo-hoo! You don't know about that wait, yet. Wait, 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 wait. They said single player. Ah, we lost him again. <laughs> I got his mic. Did he I say? Did mic. he say? Did he say? Wait, what? <laughs> and disconnect. <laughs> Yes, I did. Wait, what? No, I don't want to hear about that. Forget that. That's nonsense. It's like when you lose an X-Wing in the Star Wars trilogy. Wait, what? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so, so straight from the VGAs, uh, we have Mass Effect 3 and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim coming within oh, 10 days yes. of each other. Uh, okay. November 1st for Mass Effect and November 11th for... Well, here, here. Uh, what the hell were they thinking? No, the good thing about that is like, that... You why get, are they doing that to me? That's exactly the right amount of time that you need to beat Mass Effect. Dude, it took me like two months to beat Mass Effect 2. I have like 85 hours in that game. What are you doing with your life? 
sir. Sir. Uh, oh, no, I know what he's doing. No, I know what he's doing. He's mining. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't mining, I swear. Um, but yeah, so, so um, there there was that one screenshot with the dude with the sniper rifle that Bioware leaked out. Turns out that dude was in Big Ben on Earth. That was kind of cool. On that Earth. Was, that I, was I, Earth. Hope that, I hope that Shepard is like right hook, welcome to Earth. Oh God! <laughs> so, oh, we all. But is it going to be like Halo Two, where we fight for like two hours on Earth and it's awesome, and then all of a sudden we're riding? I'm sorry, the Arbiter, and uh, nobody cares. I don't know. No, I don't I think, think they're going to make it. I think it'll be Shepard. What, no, what happens? What happens if you died at the end of Mass Effect Two? What happens if you die you again at the beginning of Mass Effect? You play as the British that, dude. If you, <laughs> if you die at the end That'd of Mass Effect, cool. if you die at the end of Two, you can't transfer your save. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, because if you die, it doesn't it doesn't like prompt you to save the game. It, oh, it says does that's not. That's kind of okay. Just so goes, LOL. I'm... You should have made more friends. <laughs> you were supposed to win with the power of friendship, didn't you? Watch you were Captain supposed Planet? to planet. At that point, the game's just like, dude, how did you do this? Yeah, you got to really try to die in that game. The, so yeah, I, like... I'm gonna call out Bioware right there and say that that's that's kind of a cop out because I mean they made a big deal about how you can die during the final mission, and I mean yeah, like apparently... granted. You know, you can lose party members and stuff, but, like, uh, you really... Here, here, no, no, dude, I know exactly what's going on, and it's a fantastic marketing solution. Um, literally, if you died in Mass Effect 2 and you attempt to purchase a copy of Mass Effect 3, <laughs> Bioware is going to send a hitman to kill you so <laughs> that you cannot play Mass Effect 3. It'd be funny if they were like, said, Sorry. Now, you can't, now you can't play our new Call of Duty-inspired Mass Effect multiplayer. Oh. We'll, we'll see about that. They've made no official announcements. Let's no, they said, that it's a, they said it's classified as a single-player game. Which And since Bioware hasn't said anything else than that, Bioware is in the, we're not going to mention the fact that we have multiplayer yet because everyone's going to be pissed. <laughs> Granted, no. this, is, this against... is about a year away, so we've got yeah. time. Uh, at least a year away. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm against... At least a year away. <laughs> it's not that I'm against multiplayer in Mass Effect. No. It's that the reason they're doing it is basically, oh, crap, that COD game sold a ton of copies, LOL. Maybe we should throw some multiplayer in this. <laughs> and I'm afraid of what that's going to do because my, one of my big concerns with 3 was that they were going to add back in some of the RPG elements from two, that were lost in 2 but still keep all the refinements. And if they add multiplayer, they're not going to do that. They're going to streamline the crap out of the game just like they did with Resident Evil 5. To make it oh, 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 don't bring – that multiplayer. is the game that shall not be named on this podcast. Like – I want to talk oh. about it. Not not Uncharted two or, or no that too like, or Final those... Fantasy thirteen. Okay, that too. We got three. We got three <laughs> games. You're not allowed to talk I, about. I heard. I heard. Um, on a. No, I, I would say Resident Evil been... five was the biggest disappointment. So in Uncharted three, there's going to be deserts. No, yeah. oh, for God's sake, I don't. I just don't think Uncharted is worth all the craziness. Okay, let's Whatever, continue. Anywho, any, any who, one, no, wait, one, real quick, real no, no, real quick, no, shut up. Man. Real quick about Mass Effect 3. Silence! Silence! Real quick about Mass Effect 3. I'm a fire in my like laser. Six. Real quick. On Mass Effect 3, the only thing that I'm concerned about is what Steven said. If they shoehorn in multiplayer into this game just to try to sell more copies, is anybody going to be playing this multiplayer a month after it comes out? Does anybody no. still play Assassin's Creed Brotherhood multiplayer? Is anybody going to play Dead Space multiplayer? Uh, Even the Left for Dead community is dead now. The only people that play it are the hardcore gamers. Like, you can't get a regular but, game of Left for Dead 1 or 2 together anymore. 
I mean, mean it, I, those games are made for multiplayer. Well, here's here's something that uh, I think I may have heard this on We Can Confirm. It's, it's a theory uh, about how this might work, and this is this is all just hearsay. But um, what what if at a certain point in the game, you know, like the the whole plot, you know, like the, that they've announced is that you know, like the the Reapers are invading Earth. What if during at, you know, like some point in the game, you know, it's like they give you the option, like here you can go, you know, like this this multiplayer mode is now unlocked. You can fight on Earth and fight battles and then or you could just go and continue playing your game see the, the whole that thing, would be kind of cool that's yeah, like, like you could like you know having um i forget what game i was playing recently i think actually dead rising 2 did something like this where they have um like the separate you know game show multiplayer mode where you can earn money for your character and it has nothing to do with like the real game it's just you know kind of like mini games so what you, but what you're saying is kind of like a part in Mass Effect 2 like Grand Pulse where you get to an area like you did in Final Fantasy 13 and it's kind of like go have fun and that's the multiplayer mode and all the users are fighting against the reapers or or i mean Zach Zach that sounds awesome that see, would be what... excellent I just I think that that's basically what it's going to be. I don't necessarily think they're going to plant it somewhere in the story. I just think they're going to say, "Hey, it's on Earth, and you can be the humans versus the Reapers." Yeah, I but think if it's, it's actually, you know. but if it's a part of the game, like it's a it's a portion of the game where you, as a shepherd or something, uh, kind of like how they did with Peace Walker, where like you saw yourself a shepherd, but everybody else was just like a normal person or whatever. Or they could just have everyone wearing their helmets. Yeah, that too. I think that that could be cool. And then if you decide to leave that area, then you go on to the final confrontation of the game, but you always have a save point in that area to go back to. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's that there's cool. it that would be, be it'd be nifty. Um but I mean Yeah, I just don't granted, I just don't at the same time this is all speculation. Sure, 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 but I don't want I don't want to play deathmatch. I want to play something like that cuz that sounds interesting. Like even playing Final Fantasy 6 with two players is fun. You know, multiplayer is always fun with another person. I don't think Mass Effect works competitively. Okay, moving on. Skyrim. Moving on. Skyrim. There's, the there's, God, there's a CD a trailer. Yeah, it's, that, is, that is the nice thing. So Mass Effect 3 has a new engine, and Skyrim has a new engine, but this time it actually needed one. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, but th- there is still some conjecture about whether it's a brand new engine or just a heavily modified i'm engine. pretty sure it's brand it's not game brio yeah yeah is, I, I, I that so. is that is the word it is not game brio um i don't know what they're gonna do you know because it's it's still maybe they'll do id tech 5 that would be pretty rad oh god rage Ugh, i need a new pc already yep. oh, well, rage, rage looks cool I, that, that, it, that's entirely possible considering that you know the, with the purchase they of, own them of it. <laughs> they own them They'd yeah. be stupid not to. But uh, yeah, so it's coming out. Uh, Skyrim is is where the the icy Nord people are, right? Yeah, the the big That's, dudes that all yeah. look like Vikings fans. Mm-hmm. Or, or Vikings, there are two th- you know. But yeah, there are two things I want to know about that game. One, when Oblivion screenshots first came out, that game looked amazing, and I hope that happens with this one. And two, they need to make the characters not look ridiculous because no matter what you do in those games, faces look ridiculous. I mean, yeah, that does – it is mostly having to do with Gamebryo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, I mean, no, you can't really tell. You can't tell if, like, their their artists are just incompetent, which I don't think they are, or no, if even it's on. just Gamebryo. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. What else we got? Uh, I mean, well, considering that that, that's, that's all the release news, we can talk about – uh, Steam in the signature edition. Okay, I'm yelling. I'm yelling now. Okay, okay, so let's let's before we yell, let's just 
quickly – you just said you were yelling. Um, okay. That's so very quickly, recently on the BioWare forums, um, one someone asked what was going on with the uh, Dragon Age 2 Signature I, Edition I, on Steam. For those of you who are wondering um, uh, or who don't know, for everyone who pre-orders Dragon Age 2 before – December 11th, or not December 11th, January 11th. January 11th. January 11th um, will get upgraded to the quote-unquote signature edition. And this is basically uh, going to have the soundtrack to the game, uh, some in-game items, which is you know kind of like what they offered, and a new character, which is, you know, you can roughly equate it to uh, how you got Shale in the original Dragon Age Origins with like a new copy. Um, and so... This, is, you know, you can pre-order it in stores uh, and get this, you know, like in, in retail stores, or you can pre-order it online. Um, and someone asked, you know, like, well, what about Steam? Uh, it's not available for pre-order right now. Um, and Chris Priestley, one of the, the Bioware reps, has stated that Signature Edition is not going to be available on Steam. Uh, so, mm. yeah. Um, it, it is, however, for for the entire digital distribution, it will be available on Direct Drive, uh, Impulse, and Gamersgate. Uh, may I? Yes, you may. Okay. Now, in all likelihood, we will probably get a digital deluxe version of Dragon Age 2 on Steam. It will probably come with everything that's in the Signature Edition, possibly even more. And it'll be more expensive. That's usually how this works on Steam. Same thing happened with Mass Effect 2. Same thing happened with Dragon Age. Now, this is something very peculiar that's been going on with gaming for a while now, is this idea of offering special editions for across platforms, but one platform seems to be favored or one platform is heavily screwed over. I consider Steam to be my platform for PC gaming. It's what I choose to use. It's I love to have games on, on Steam. It's nice and easy. I can talk to my friends on Steam while I'm playing a game. It's a great community. I love it. I will wait to buy Dragon Age 2 on Steam. I'm sure it's going to be released on Steam. They would be insane not to release it on Steam. But, but here's the thing. We're, at this point, we're talking about... A buttload of X factors. Like, sure, sure. I, you can also say because there are so many games now where even if you purchase a boxed copy of the game, that it activates itself on online. Steam. Sure, sure, exactly. But now, what I'm what I'm saying, John, is that this isn't just this issue that ticks me off. EA is doing something else that's very, very weird to me, even though it's working out in my favor. I don't own a 360. I own a PS3. I bought the. Uh, digital special whoop-de-doo edition of Dead Space 2, which is like 80 bucks, and it comes with a free copy of Dead Space Extraction for the PlayStation 3, high def, the Wii, the Wii video game with move controls. That's awesome. You can also spend 80 bucks and buy the same special edition on 360, but you don't get Extraction. That is a giant middle finger to 360 gamers. And I don't understand why EA is well, doing that. Well, I mean, so one, one, one quick clarification: you can, I believe, that uh, the Dead Space Extraction, you know, bonus for the PS3 is also for the standard sixty dollars edition. No, no, it's not. It's they, not. they just came oh, okay. out this week and they gotcha. said it's a demo. Oh, okay, they, they, um, it's a demo of Extraction. I know. So, I was really confused with that too. 
Okay, so then so, I'm mistaken there, but either way, it's business. Right. No, it's it's well, business, it, but it's, it's weird. It, it, it's no, it's beyond business. Okay, have you played around with Connect, Rob? No, I do I have. Not. Okay. Yeah, here's the thing. It would be impossible. Having played Dead Space Extraction, it would be impossible to play that game with yes, correct. Connect. Yeah. No, no, like, but but didn't we also play Lethal Enforcers with a controller? I don't anticipate I don't anticipate playing Extraction with a move controller. I plan on playing it like I used to play Lethal Enforcers on my Sega Genesis. Does it? Does it even? That game was is, so cool. Is it confirmed that you can play it with a controller? I don't know, but that's why it's awesome that I'm getting it for free. So it doesn't really bother me, you know. If See, I get it and it doesn't work, I, that's like okay. I, I have a feeling that that game will be move, move required, on. possibly. I think so as well, could be. But I'm just saying, like this, this is weird. This, this is weird to give special preferential treatment now, to one version here, and then with Dragon Age, they're giving a giant middle finger. As of right now, a giant middle finger to Steam users. Well, at the same time, like you, there, you have to kind of look at it from EA's business side is that Steam has been screwing over so many digital distribution fronts. How? Like, so, because they are, they are the biggest, you know, like the biggest and the best provider. They give the most exposure. Exactly. And, but at the same time, you know, like EA probably wants people to buy stuff from their, you know, like online store. Um, sure. Okay. And, but he, and so this it, is just, you know, it's one way to, to – Okay, you know, okay, okay. Now, now wait, and then John can make his point because I, I want to retort Zach really quick. I 100% agree with you, Zach, and if they said it's only available – the Signature Edition is only available for PC through the EA store or through boxed copy, I would totally understand. But then the fact that they're still offering it on direct-to-drive or impulse, that shoots that argument to crap. Not necessarily because – How doesn't it? No. He would Okay, go for it. Don't yell so, at me. So I, I apologize. I get intense. I do not mean any disrespect. Go for it, John. You going on to the business side of things, you have to look at things like profit margin. Steam at this point is is a monolithic distribution service. Okay. Yes. Um, that also you look at at iTunes. I look at iTunes and Steam the same way. iTunes is great. You can get pretty much anything you want off of iTunes, uh, but you don't get that same stuff off of say Napster. But here's the thing: you probably get. In regards to if you put your content on Napster, you're going to get per individual sale more of your cash dollars. Okay, and I can see that. There there are rumors that it's like 30% of your sales go directly to Valve from Steam sales. That's a rumor. We don't know how true that is. And yeah, I, I totally see that. But you also get the most market exposure by being on Steam. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. I could understand if you are the like the, I, I've been playing gratuitous space battles. I can understand if you're that guy making an indie game that you want your game on Steam because people will see it when it's on Steam. They're like, "Oh, gratuitous space battles! What's this? I want to play this. Oh, this is an awesome little strategy game. I like this." Um, whereas Dragon Age Two, I bet you that it's like point zero 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 one percent of the people that buy Dragon Age will see it for the first time on a Steam menu. True, true. So I think that, that it might necessarily not pay for a game that's so big and a publisher that's so large and a brand that's so well-known to necessarily give the edge to Steam because if it gives the edge to the other platforms, they get more dollars. And the fact of the matter is 
I don't mind EA doing that. Here's the thing. EA was known for so long for sucking cash out of gamers. And you know what? They turn around and they make great games like Mirror's Edge and Dead Space and these games that do new things and their profits go down. So you know what? It doesn't bother me if EA wants to make more cash like this on PC because it's such a little thing compared to we could just get a bunch of crap like Activision hands us now. That's that's true, but I, I guess yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I feel like I'm losing out. I, and, and John, everything that you said makes sense, and I, I do see it from a business standpoint, but I also see it from a standpoint of you, you're talking about – you've already said it. Steam is a monolith. Steam is the largest PC community available right now. They have the most in terms of sales. I'm sure if you had MPD numbers for for Steam, you would see some serious crap with the amount that they sell, especially during these Steam sales. I mean, my God, we're sitting here you know, going out buying $5 games that we would have never otherwise played just because, hey, it's $5. I don't even feel bad that I picked up Splinter Cell Conviction and it doesn't even work on my computer because it was 15 bucks. That's like a 3D movie. Who cares? Like, it's 15 bucks. It's come. It's gone. Whatever. I'll deal with it. But now I choose Steam. I expect because Dragon Age, because Mass Effect, because all of these EA games were released on Steam already, that I'm going to be taken care of as a Steam user picking up Dragon Age 2. And who knows? It could be like Zach was saying on the boards. January 12th, they could be like, here's Dragon Age 2 on Steam. Oh, well, it's not the signature edition, but here it is. It just it still feels like a little – not a full-on kick in the nuts, but it's definitely a little bit of a punch. No, I, mean, I hear you. The you same know, time, just a little. At the just same time, I'm like, you, you can't expect to be catered to by EA on Valve's platform. But like, why this, not? Like, because because it's EA and they have their own platform. You know, it's it's. But nobody uses not it. as. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, you know, like wouldn't if if you had the Rob Steinman platform of of game distribution, wouldn't you prefer that people well, bought it would be games awesome. on their platform? <laughs> it would be. No, no, the Rob Steinman platform. We don't support no Uncharted here. We don't support Uncharted. We don't support Final Fantasy 13. It's awesome. No, I I totally understand, but I'm just saying that. I was sitting there for the past couple months patiently awaiting for Dragon Age to be shown on Steam, and then in just a flippant remark on a message board, you get What's-His-Face saying, well, it's not the same. Hey, it's team. not What's-His-Face. It's Chris Priestley, who is a very nice guy. I didn't know his name. Chris, I apologize if you listen to the show. I forgot your name. Uh, but it, it's it was still like a little – it was a little bit of a middle finger to Steam users, and it's it's a directed middle finger at Valve. And I understand EA's point but, on that, but, but here, here, it's also a middle finger to the consumer. It, it, here's the thing. We're, we're calling it a middle finger, and we're assuming that this is the truth. You know what? Chances are it might be the version that everyone who buys it on Steam gets. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know. Exactly. And that's why I'm not too much in a huff over it. But it was kind of it, – it did bother me a little bit. Yeah, I was sitting there like, well, I really enjoy my – time on steam i really enjoy using it and I, if you were a 360 gamer would you be pissed off that you're not getting a free game for the exact same amount of money on 360 even if even if it didn't work you know what i'm saying like it's just the the whole notion that well ps3 users are getting a free game with dead space 2 for 80 bucks <laughs> and we're not for 80 bucks well, so why? well God, what that... about what about like the witcher 2 because that's coming out on steam and you can get steam achievements and steam cloud support or you could get it on gog and it has no drm and you get a free game and if you're in europe you get you know like credit towards your per you know from your purchase 
but that's no, almost – but that's more of a – isn't that more of a system of GOG? Like GOG is the one offering that? Is, is, uh, and it's, it's the same thing. It's like you know, it's EA's product. They're offering you know, the, the impulse – or not the impulse, the, the signature edition on other platforms because Steam sure. gets so much damn I, money. I guess they, I would understand it – I would understand it way more if it was only on EA's store that you could buy the PC version of the Signature Edition or a boxed copy. It would have made way more sense than if it was on – And then, but the but, fact that it's on direct-to-drive and it's also on Impulse, that just strikes me I, weird. I, at, at this point, all we can say is that there is speculation. Right, we, right, 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 right. We're, 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 si- know, we're sitting here just talking, so I mean, yeah, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. I'm just saying that it was a little bit of a kick in the nuts. I'm not happy about it. I'll deal with it. Then Nothing. buy it on impulse because I like Stardock. Oh, I don't like uh, impulse. All that much. I, I got a, I got a, what two weeks to figure it out. I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, so if that's the last bit of the news, the last thing I want to do is I want to wrap up with predictions. Is that okay. is everybody okay with that? Persona Five. No wait 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 wait. I want to. I, I will start. I will start. Uh-huh. I will start. And I'm not taking Persona Five. Okay. Persona Five. No. Damn it, Steven. I'll, I'll give everybody a chance to make predictions. You can make as many as you want uh, within reason. Uh, I will make one right now. I'm really ticked off. I said it earlier in the show. I'm really ticked off that we didn't record this when we were supposed to because I was going to predict Deus Ex. There was no way it was coming out in March. Uh, That was going to be my prediction. Anywho, my prediction, there ain't no way Skyrim's coming out in November. No way. Yeah. No, no effing way. Correct. No effing way. Now, uh, let me give my reason, Okay. Bethesda did make the release date for Fallout 3, which was amazing, but we saw it at two E3s before it came up. We have not even seen a screenshot of Skyrim. We're going to see the first screenshots in Game Informer next month. But here's the thing. I don't think so. No, no, no. I, I, you know what? I disagree. I think Bethesda has become a much larger company That's since then. Point. That's a good point. But I think – Okay. No, no, because okay. here's the thing. You look at, at – at, I've been to what, seven E3s now. And Up it in. Yes. I remember when there was a point where we'd see stuff at Square's E3 year after year. And then in the past two or three years, it's been, okay, here's a game. We're showing it at E3, and it's out in three months. That's true. That's true. And I, I think it, I will be very pleasantly surprised if it comes out, but I really don't see it making that November release okay. date. You know, I, we'll, I see it maybe we'll going see. back a couple we'll months. See. I see it maybe. I don't think it's going to be like a year delay. Uh, but okay, that's my first prediction. Second prediction: Skyward Sword. It, this one's easy. Zelda Skyward Sword is a holiday 2011 release. Didn't that that one's that? that one's cake. That one's absolute cake. It was supposed to be out in the first quarter of this year mm-hmm. and. Miyamoto just came out the other day, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're halfway done. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so those are my two predictions. I think Mass Effect 3 will make its release date. I think it will. Yeah, I, I've got two. Um, I think that Star Wars The Old Republic is not going to blow up as EA and BioWare hopes it will, which I is agree. actually unfortunate. That's that's not something that I want to happen. You mean, I, blow, you mean blow up in a positive way as yes. in get big? Yeah, okay, I, I okay. think that I think that it's going to have decent sales, and I think that it's going to have a user base that will be able to support the game. I don't think it's going to be a World of Warcraft style. No. Oh my God, we have 12 million subscribers. I see 
I what I'm projecting is this time next year, Star Wars: The Old Republic will have somewhere between five hundred thousand and one million subscribers. When's it supposed to come out? Next holiday season? Uh, I think it's the middle of this next year. I don't remember. Really? Uh, and now, do you do you think that this could re- let Let's keep going with this. Do you think that that could really hurt Bioware? Are we going to see like something on because they're pumping a lot of money into this? You got to imagine that they literally gave George Lucas another Uncle Scrooge's money bin just for the license. I mean, is, is this the potential? Uh, maybe not as, as no. Disastrous, I, here's but... the thing. I, I don't see this as being a disastrous thing. I don't think it's going to fail. I just don't think it's going to be a a. It's not going to be a bajillion seller. It will I, probably I, be it will, it will probably be a million seller, but it's not going yeah. to be multi million. It's not going to be like that. I don't even know if you know. We we just started hearing about Titan, which is the next MMO from Blizzard that's supposed to. First off, did you guys see all the leaks that have come out of like Blizzard, the tightest ship in the industry? Two major leaks. First, the ending to Heart of the Swarm came out, and it was real. Because they sent out a it was cease, real. They sent out a cease and desist order on everybody on that. That was real. That was the they real. They sent a cease and desist to like, what the universe? Like, don't watch this. Uh, no, to like uh, Games Radar. Games Radar was the only one that admitted it because they posted it and they said, "Yep, it's real. We just got a cease and desist from Blizzard today." So that was real. And then uh, Blizzard, their earnings report came out, and uh, it looks like Diablo 3 is coming out next holiday season. That's when it's slated for. So, uh, Stephen, you and I can have our candlelight vigil for when our lives end. Yes. Uh, I, oh, I need to – oh, i got to comment on that. Okay, comment away, and then we'll talk about Titan. I really, really want that game to come out next year, and I really, really don't think it's going to. You don't think it's going to. That's your prediction. We'll come back to John's I, extra prediction, but uh, real quick, uh, you don't think it's going to make it? I don't. I think. Um, see, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure whether we're going to get Heart of the Swarm. I just think the Heart of the Swarm and the Legacy of the Void are horrendously bad ideas. They're not going to sell as much as Wings of Liberty did because they're the same game with a different campaign. Now, here's the thing. And they're not playable with each other. No, but no, so you no, have no. three different iterations of the exact same game with different. You're you're splitting your base three ways. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Because I guarantee you. I guarantee you that. Each of those, even though they're standalone campaigns, that you are going to get extra multiplayer units, and it's going to attach to your Battle.net account like a World of Warcraft expansion. And Yeah, it's, I, I see yeah, that. No, there, there's no way that that happens. I agree with John. I don't think Blizzard's that stupid. I, I know your fear, Steven, but I don't, I don't agree with that. But let's get back to your prediction. You don't think Diablo 3 is going to make – I thought Diablo 3 was going to be next summer, and now I'm not so sure because of this earnings report that said we expect Diablo 3 to be holiday 2011. Oh, so the report specifically said that. I thought it just implied that. No, it, it had launch windows for all their games. It said Heart of the Swarm is sometime early 2012. Uh, Diablo 3 is end of the year 2011. Now, take that for what it is, but I, I'm saying that based on the fact that we had two big Blizzard like leaks, I'm saying that's real. So I, I think – I thought Diablo 3 was going to be summer. I really did. But – Okay. Uh, and then Titan uh, – this this gets back to John because, John, I didn't really mean to, to sidetrack so much. I don't even think that Blizzard's next MMO can beat World of Warcraft. I, I agree completely. That's exactly I, what I think. I, unless it's world, unless it's universe of StarCraft, but they've already said that it's not, like, like here's I don't the thing. think they can beat it. I, You know what? And nobody thought that you could beat EverQuest either. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. You know, good but point. He, I, we'll see. You know what? Titan's not going to be out until, what was it, 2014? Yeah, right around the time that Guillermo del Toro gives us insane. 
Yeah. So I, you know, at, at, with that stuff, yeah, all that stuff got leaked. Whatever. That's still too far ahead, kind of, for me to be speculating on. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what was your other prediction? And then we'll my get other Steven. prediction is that we will see Borderlands two sometime next year. Mm. Can we, can I make oh, a spe- can I can I plead real quick with Randy Pitchford? Can you please make the game a little bit more interesting in terms of like skill use? Because that game got really boring really quickly. Like, I think that's really all they have to do to make it. Much. I like Borderlands a lot, but I do think towards the end the skills they're yes he dropped. I get to cut him off. Ha ha. Uh, as as uh, Stephen was trying to say, as I was saying. <laughs> I think the game itself was a blast, um, but the skills became completely useless at the end. Like, I think in every character oh, I had, the I, only I disagree. Had, the only character with a useful skill was um, the 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 girl. No, 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 no. Oh, then you built your character wrong. I played a soldier, and my turret was the most useful thing in the world, specifically because I set it up to heal me. Okay, yeah. all right, yeah, uh, I take that back. I did set up my soldier to – because I got bored with the, the... – Cut off again. He uh, dropped again. <laughs> no, I, I just didn't like the fact that I just felt like I was holding down a cursor over an enemy and hitting it to death. And, yeah, that's what Diablo is, but at the same time, I'm doing it with skills in Diablo. In this game, I was just doing it by pulling a trigger over right, No, that, that's over. fair. That's over. fair. I used a bunch of different weapon styles over the course of the game, but I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. And I think if they add more variety, it's going to sell more than the original did. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Imagine, uh, do you guys remember, there was an old PC game uh, called Undying. It was a Clive Barker game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One hand you had a gun, one hand you had magic. Borderlands 2, give me one hand with a gun, the other hand with some sort. Give me, like, five cool abilities that I can... Cut off again. Man. Uh, and... <laughs> It what? Wait, didn't they make that game? And it was called Bioshock Two. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I thought it worked great in Bioshock Two. I thought I think Bioshock Two is a better playing game than Bioshock One, but Bioshock One's more interesting. Yeah, I hear you. But Two plays better, and I, I agree with Steven. That would make Borderlands awesome. I just got tired of shooting stuff in Borderlands. Like I got that should have been the game for me, and I was really just like, eh, I'm just watching people's health deplete. Yeah. And they, I, they, they, they could do some seriously cool stuff with like with the classes. Like they could really differentiate the classes. Like you could have like one character with like, oh, my right hand pulls up a shield and it blocks bullets, and I can like stand in front of my team and run forward and yeah, you know, okay. etc. What, what, <clears throat> last comment, and then I am done, and I forgot what my last comment was going to be. Okay, well, Stephen, do you have another uh, prediction? Um, my oh, prediction. I remember. Oh, God, John. Borderlands had the most <laughs> anticlimactic last boss ever. It did. You did. I, I didn't even get that far. It was ridiculous. Awesome. Yeah. Well, now I know I don't have to finish it. It was like, derp, you win. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, Steven, what's your prediction? Well, I have no basis for this, but uh, I'm going to say uh, Kingdom Hearts 3DS does not come out next year. I think uh, that's safe. <laughs> in America com- or in Japan? In Japan. I okay. think it comes out the early 2012. And then I think sometime late next year or maybe right around the time they release 3DS, they say, oh, BTW, we're making Kingdom Hearts 3, and it's for PS3. And then a few months later, they go also for Xbox. No, I think it's going to be Wii. I don't, I don't think it'll be Wii. No, I, I, I agree with Steven. Um, Why? The Wii, the Wii has been losing a whole boatload of steam in regards to being a software pushing platform that's true that's true but i just i i don't see 
I, if anything, I would expect them to – well, okay, you could take this either way. Uh, you can make it work with your argument or you can make it work with my argument. I'm not sure which. Epic Mickey came out, and it's pretty. everybody's pretty much agreed that it's failed critically and sales-wise. I bought that today. I am super excited about that game. I, I, today. I really wished it was good. It just apparently it's got a lot of technical issues. It, it's got camera issues. That's yeah. really it. Yeah, I've but, heard the game itself is, you know, we're getting off topic, so I'm yeah, sorry, continue. But, but that, the failure of that could work with John's argument that it shows that the, that the Wii doesn't sell your game unless it's a Nintendo first-party title, and we'll have to see how Donkey Kong Country does. Or it could be that maybe people don't really give a crap about Disney right now, and maybe this isn't a good time to release another Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I don't think that it has anything to do with people not giving a crap about Disney. Did you see how much Toy Story 3 made? No, 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 no. but I mean in a game sense. I I don't mean Disney as in Disney the property. I mean in gaming. I don't think so, because Kingdom Hearts is is – at this point, it's far beyond just the Disney. I mean at this point, people are into Kingdom Hearts for the ridiculous story. Yeah, the the absolute – It just happens to include Disney characters who – and I love the series, and I hate to say it. The Disney is becoming more and more marginalized as the series goes on. The Disney parts absolutely have no relevance on the story whatsoever. Yeah, and that's the, the only story. Se- the only story segments in Kingdom Hearts are the random boss fights with original characters that occasionally pop up in Disney worlds, and the first, middle, and last worlds. Yep, yep, I agree. And that—that's when I, I liked Kingdom Hearts when it was you, Donald, and Goofy saving the world from Maleficent. And then it turned into me fighting my heartless self, and that got oh sorry my nobody self, and that dude, got really dude, like you just got to fight. It's like there's basically two final bosses in Recoded, and one of them is literally just apps. I mean, don't get me started on Recoded, but one of them is ridiculous. I mean, it's literally you have to fight your data. Why? Because it's data. Ugh. All right. Well, those are good predictions. Uh, well, Zach's been really quiet. So Persona Five is an I don't. Nope, I don't think so. You don't think so? Because, I mean, no, the Persona no. team has been hiring. Catherine will come out, uh, what is it, February in Japan. Um, and, I mean, that's not an RPG or else I would oh, – ah, man, I really want that to come out in the U.S. You, you don't think it will be uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 Ooh, and not Persona no, 5? That's it. Uh, I, would, I, would see, I would see Shin Megami Tensei 4 before Persona 5. Because Persona's had such steam though in the past, you know, like it's been it picked up so much steam in the past. Sure, but but this is um one of the translators for Atlas. I forget the gentleman's name. He he did a he did a Retronauts podcast a while back, and he said that normally what Atlas does is they release three games in a series and then they take a break. And and somebody asked him, and this is a guy who's pretty close to Atlas, and somebody asked him, do you think well they make two games in a series and then they take a break? And somebody asked him, do you think we're going to see a Persona Five? And he said, no, I think they're going to take a break. They'll probably do a Shin Megami Tensei Four, and then they'll come back with Persona Five like five years down the road. They don't want to sully the franchise. They're going to take a break, which is what we should be doing with Kingdom Hearts. I, I I will agree. I, I love Kingdom Hearts, but I don't feel like we needed Coded. I don't think we needed two. I think we needed Kingdom Hearts <laughs> one and two and Birth by Sleep. I don't know if we needed three, five, eight divided by two over five square root of thirteen. Hey, at least we got Birth by Sleep out of those three games. That's true. That's true. And and the secret movies always I just want a game that plays like the secret movies where I'm in that armor and I'm just like having a Dragon Ball Z fight. I'm telling you, dude, Birth by Sleep is that game. Yeah, but am I just pressing X in order to do all of it? 
Um, actually, really, no. Birth by Sleep with the commands, I mean, you really do get, like, a lot more control over the ridiculous crap you can do. Oh, okay. Well, too bad the PSP sucks, or else I'd go out and pick one up. All right. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then You Seth... have that HDTV. Get cables. Dude, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, what, second, what's your prediction? Second prediction, Dragon Age 2 not coming on March. I... Part of me mm-hmm. agrees with you on that. Cause now, there, here, it's, here's the it's, thing. it's unlikely. I have a feeling I'm going to be wrong on this one, but this is my prediction. Yeah, I, I, I think you're wrong. The fact that um, Damien was up – we had, as you saw, a preview on the website. Yeah. Chances are if you're listening to this podcast, you read our website. Um, we had our Dragon Age 2 hands-on preview. <laughs> Yeah, RPGfan.com. Yeah, and if it, if it wasn't for that preview, I would agree with uh, Zach because what we were talking in the pre-show warm-up, they released uh, – Bioware has been very quietly updating the Dragon Age 2 website with like a piece of information every other week. And they released a combat video to show everybody, hey, everybody settle down. It still controls like Dragon Age on PC. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So it's actually, like, it's actually like Dragon Age 1. Like it's not like just a hack and slash. Right, but Steven, would you agree with me? That game looks – Rough. It yeah. looks that's that's real, kind of what I'm basing my prediction on. Granted, really granted, rough. Though, Mass looked, Effect One looked rough when it came out. That's that's true, but that game, like, I'm sitting there watching that and I'm going, I really hope this is like pre-alpha from eight months ago, because this looks horrible. Like, and and again, it, it's so weird with Dragon Age because they'll show you one thing that looks awesome, like that Rise to Power trailer that looked insane. And then Bioware's the, good at trailers. Bioware's yeah, the thing is, I, then, like, I argue that they are rushing that to market. I, I you that's exactly be. what I think they're doing. So but you know what? Did. Yeah, that's that's I'd I'd agree. So my my prediction that they will delay it is based on that notion that they are rushing it to market. Um, well, I mean, but they have been working on in Bioware's defense, they have been working on it since the PC version of Dragon Age was complete, and that was back at the beginning March, of two thousand nine. Yeah, March two thousand nine. That I mean, they were finished yes. Dragon Age. The only reason it didn't come out was because they wanted to make the PC and 360 version, and that was stupid. Because those you mean two PS3? games. What? You said PC and 360. Uh, I'm sorry, 360 and PS3. They ma- they worked on those two versions of the game, and I I just don't think that was necessary. Like they should have just released it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess. But yeah, I so I, we'll we'll see. I we're mean, this, we're this close. I'd imagine they're going to get it out, but it wouldn't shock me if they said, "Uh, it's actually coming out in June." Oh, yeah, really I mean, like my the me. the delay wouldn't be long. Uh, no, no, but it would be. I I imagine, and maybe hey, maybe they won't. I as I said, I'm I'm less confident in uh in that you know in that than I am in you know like I, I want to say Persona, but perhaps just an SMT game announcement. Yeah, um, yeah. I would be perfectly happy with that. I don't so, have I don't have the balls to say that they'll delay Dragon Age two, but then again, didn't they delay Arkham Asylum like it was six weeks before release and they delayed it three months? So. Not to mention that our Alpha Protocol like missed like six release dates, but Alpha Protocol was supposed to come out I think in like August last year, and like the the, the release before. the release date came, and it just wasn't, <laughs> no game it wasn't in stores. So I mean, like it's yeah. you know. We'll see what happens. I, I, you know, I have faith in Bioware. Um, so, so I, I'm, I wanna, hoping, I'm hoping that, that the artistic style is, you know, just an artistic style and not just that the game looks rough. So I want to have one last crazy prediction before we end. Do okay. it. Um, Final Fantasy XIV will shut down Ooh. by the end of next year. I would agree with that. Really? I'd agree with that. 
I think Square – you know what? I'm going to go one better. I think Square Enix files for bankruptcy next no, year. No, no, there's no way. I think they will. Yeah. Okay, they after selling five Dude, and a half million Japan, copies of Batman 2? No. Uh, well, they make, okay, okay, they make good point. way good too point. much money. Good point. I think the Japanese division is in deep, deep S right now. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you're right. Arkham City is going to keep them alive. <laughs> That's no, the point. Here, here's the thing. Square Enix is not the company that it was five years ago. Yeah, they suck. They, they have <laughs> – they have more than RPG franchises to keep That's them afloat. I, I have no doubt that Square Enix is going to continue to exist. However, I have no doubts that maybe not this next year. That's the prediction for to see if I'm right next year. But Final Fantasy XIV will live about as long as Auto Assault. I, I agree. I don't even – do you think we're going to get the PS3 version? Because I don't think we will. I do think we will. I, don't I think, think we will. will. I think I they'll think release that. But then again – I have to disagree. I don't think it'll shut down. I I agree with. Okay, here's what I'll say. I agree with John. It's going to shut down by the end of the year, and I don't think we're going to get a PS3 version. It's delayed indefinitely. We don't know when it's coming out. So I don't think I don't think we'll get the PS3 version next year. We have one of two things: either the whole thing shuts down, no PS3 version next year, or the thing lives on and we get the PS3 version beginning of 2012. Interesting. Do you, you know what I think will be a good uh, a good meter against whether or not we'll see a PS3 version? A barometer. A barometer. No. A bar- I was going to go. It's I, a how well DC, Yes, a seismograph. How well DC Universe does for Which PS3? It's going to do horrible. Actually. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm not under NDA for this since I got the beta not via press. Can you but, play as Batman? No. no. Isn't well, it? I thought I thought the arenas were. You have to oh, maybe there are. I, I, I've only played like a, an hour or two of it. And it's Streets but, of Rage. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> that works for a console. Cool. That works for a console-styled MMO. Yeah. But, you know, what? here's the thing. It's also going to get really old. I'll, I'll play some more DC Universe, and I think it's out by the time we record next. And, and maybe I'll talk about it next time. Okay, okay. So... Uh, we got lots and lots of predictions. We're going to have to write them all down so we can make fun of them. Hopefully the show will still be going a year later. But uh, I just want to say uh, to you guys, you know, thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your holiday schedule to come and do the show. Uh, to the listeners, thank you so much for listening to us. We hope that you guys enjoy this extra long version of the podcast. Uh, we'll definitely be back sometime early in January. I think we're going to have a show that's dedicated to soundtracks. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good. So we have somebody who's excited to do that show. I thought it was only. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we other editors who've been on the show before, like Dennis and uh, Patrick, will who who are much more involved with the soundtrack section of our website, will be helping out with that podcast. Yeah, Dude, I may just that's be there my tomorrow. game. <laughs> that's your game. That's my game. I want to talk about soundtracks. Thank you to the listeners. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We will see you as we go into the new year. Make sure you guys are downloading us on iTunes, subscribing through iTunes, subscribing through the RSS feed. Uh, Keep on giving us feedback. We are taking notes of the things that you guys are suggesting. We're going to need stuff to talk about until Dragon Age 2 is delayed. Uh, uh, And until we get more news on Uncharted 3. Indeed. Indeed. I can't resist. The yes, problem. I can't wait to play a game where I die over and over again if I don't do exactly what the developer asks me to do. Well, you better do what they tell you to I do. I know, man. I'm trying. That, dude, that's how Apple makes all their money. Go out and buy our new product. It's not as good as your old one. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you, Steve. All right. We're getting way too goofy. Thanks again. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And see you all at some point.